go live. We are live. Awesome. Welcome everyone to the Bite of Y podcast, episode four, uh, where we talk about all things Tesla and Tesla ownership and Tesla software. Uh, today's topic of discussion is going to be FSD Beta 5, and we're joined by some very special guests. Um, Brandon. Uh, we're joined by his colleague, who has been um, Costa. Costa, who's been uh, co-piloting the FSD beta tests with Brandon. Yeah, we're especially joined... that famous drone video. Yeah, oh. absolutely. Oh, that, oh, oh, that drone video is phenomenal. This yeah, Skydio one. Oh, I love that one. Oh, it's yeah. amazing. We're joined yeah, also we're by using Skydio too. Yeah. Oh, wow. Skydio too, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Awesome. Really love it. It's we're... actually kind of crazy. When you, my friend has one, and he does all kinds of YouTube videos with it, and he gave it to me one day. He's like, "Yeah, just hold it straight and fly it into the tree." I'm like, "No," because I'm used to my drone. Yeah, I know. Same here. <laughs> it's so bizarre to me that it works yeah. so well. Yeah, I, I it was, was better than the car for that drive, as you noticed. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, I made I made the comment on one of your videos as well. I said uh, it is amazing to see one autonomous vehicle follow another autonomous vehicle. Oh, that was really crazy. Yeah, my friend describes it as the Tesla of drones. Because it has sensors all around it, um, it's oh, autom automatic. Way. Yeah, I, I have one pre-order, but I think it's I don't it, I think it'll take another six months for it to come, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. And another comment: somebody commented that. Uh, so before that video, I wanted to buy a Tesla, but now I want to buy a Tesla and a drone. But Tesla is an option. Yeah. I'm going to complete my introductions. We're joined by Nash from Tesla Sorry. and the Gong. <laughs> Sorry, Nash guys. Tesla we're, and the Gong. Interjecting. Um, yeah. I, uh, very early from Australia. Yeah, it's 5, and, 5 10 a.m. Yeah, 5 15 a.m. But it's, it's good to be here. I wouldn't have missed this for the world. And uh, sporting an amazing FSD beta shirt. Um, it's all we can do. It's all yeah. we can do at this point. No, you can oh, spam it out oh, on Twitter. Oh. Yeah. And <laughs> we're joined by Canada's own FSD beta campaign manager, Franklin, aka Mother Franker. Thank you for joining us, Franklin. Happy to be here. Awesome. Awesome. So let's get started right after this. All right. Who wants to go first? I know everybody's got a lot of questions. Nash. Oh, my my questions are all about the roundabouts. As you always know, I, I keep asking the roundabout question. Everybody calls me the roundabout guy now because that's because we have so many roundabouts here in Australia. My 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 estate, or it's called community, is it? Or I don't know what you call it in, in the US. My estate has 35 roundabouts. <laughs> and it's it's only a, it's only a two-kilometer drive. I have 35 roundabouts. To even get oh my out of my of my estate, so I want I want to know all about the roundabouts. And most of the so are your roundabouts are, are, like in the center of the road, like mine, or the actual like big circle rings? No, they're just they're, they're just very very shallow roundabouts. Uh, most of the roundabouts here in the estate are shallow roundabouts. We can actually drive over them, but even so, mm. uh, it, with the, with the low profile of the Teslas, we get curb rashes. I mean, my my Model X has got a couple of bad looking curb rashes. I'm afraid so. So I'm always interested to know how it performs in the roundabout. And there are crazies 
uh, like everywhere in the world, people want to go through the roundabout. They want to go over the roundabout. Most most people don't want to go around a roundabout, which is which defeats the purpose of a roundabout, I, I suppose. But yeah, I think my car had that programming that you're describing. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> he just wanted to go through every single one. Yeah, is it, is it something like this? No, no, it's much shallower than this one. So we don't have all oh, these really? fancy. Um, oh, that oh, one. like that. Uh, yes, yeah, something like ah. that. Yeah. That is that is around that is our roundabout. That's most of our roundabouts are that height, and yeah. because it's that height, it is it's neither deep nor shallow, so it's in between. And curb rash is a potential at all times. So we always want to um, if if we don't want it to go too close, either it goes right over it, that's fine. If it doesn't want to go right over it, then it has to go around it. Hmm. You know, that reminds me of my very first video with, with that drone footage. There was these painted rings on the ground in Auburn, and it detected it as a roundabout because it was oh, these awesome. big painted rings. And yeah. maybe the, you know, when they were correcting that, it mislabeled something because after that is when my car started driving straight through all the roundabouts here, ah. even with objects, which was really strange because you could see the objects up on, you know, on the screen, but the, the pathing would just go straight through up, up until oh. this last beta five release. So, now it you see it going around and i haven't had any issues with roundabouts ever since so awesome. i mean it's been two days now but it's working <laughs> yeah i find their credit like it's incredible the pace of uh corrections that they've sent out to you guys because mm -hmm. i know you said every uh what did he say originally every seven seven to ten days uh, mm -hmm. on one of his tweets and it's been pretty close to that based off all your videos and all the other beta test videos. Mm -hmm. nice. And you can actually see the improvement um, from our perspective. And obviously you guys have better perspective because you use it a lot more because mm -hmm. I'm sure you're not putting up on line every, every single drive you do. Right. So uh, right. yeah, their, their pace of pace of correct correcting problems is insane from what I've seen. And this yeah. is just what we can show. So, you know, we've always been under strict NDA and mm -hmm. confidentiality so we've never been able to share this up until i think it was the day of the shareholder meeting that's when right. we got an email that said you're allowed to share on social media and i'm like no this can't be true and then all of a sudden i think i saw <laughs> i think i saw tesla owner silicon valley he posted something i'm John, like okay yeah. well let me just tweet mine now so then you know i went right outside and i had a video that i had shot and i just uploaded it and it just went viral so that's when my Twitter started blowing up. I'm like, look at my Twitter. Like, what's going on? I had like 60 followers. Then it was like 5,000 overnight. I mean, it was crazy. Without getting you into trouble, um, I know you guys are allowed to share stuff now. and I don't want to get you into any trouble, but is there still stuff under the NDA that you're not allowed to share? Um, we're and just allowed to share our experience publicly, so, you know, on social media. So that's what I've been doing. Um, okay. Everything that I have is stuff that we can share. So that's why you're seeing, you know, tweets about the UI from everyone. You know, some people are doing release notes. I'm not I'm not showing release notes because at the bottom of the release notes, it does say confidentiality to me. So I'm not sharing those. I'll just kind of mention, hey, I, you know, they mentioned FSD code fixes in this particular email. But that's kind of all I'm showing. Um, so anything yeah, that don't experience. Yeah, I'm just showing whatever is what I can see on my car screen is what kind of what I'm I'm sharing and, and the drive experience. So are you guys allowed to do like live streams? Because I haven't seen any single person do that yet. So there was a few live streams, um, but because it was considered kind of reckless, uh, Tesla <clears throat> put like a halt to that because the person driving was holding their phone 
oh, yeah. uh, and driving in FSD mode. And even I was, was like, dude, was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, so... I'm not going to call that person out, but you know, they know who they. Were. But um, I was, it's I was blown for away. Other people, it's not only uh, for the driver. Yeah. yeah, I mean, we were sweating bullets. I mean, like people think we were just being dramatic. Oh. It's like really scary. This four thousand pound car making mm. these quick swerve maneuvers. It's scary. I mean, we were literally covered in sweat the first few nights we were doing <laughs> testing. I think it requires even more. I think it requires more attention than the current autopilot um, uh, public software release. I mean, especially oh, when absolutely. absolutely. Hands down. <clears throat> yeah, when they caveat with the with the statement, I think till the point they remove the statement from the release notes, it can do the worst possible thing at the worst possible time. Mm -hmm. I think till that point, you have to pay more mm -hmm. attention than required. Um, just to ensure that the system itself ends up being um, polished. And I think that's what we've seen with the latest FSD release. I think, uh, um, you know, really, to be honest, I want to thank you for being uh, just uh, to, to bring to light both aspects of the experience, right? Yeah. I mean, so there is one aspect yeah, of it where yeah. all is beautiful, right? But mm -hmm. there is a reality check when it does. It, I mean, FSD is going to take time. To become an absolute top notch, you can't go from go from having no FSD to having FSD in two months. I mean, who will mm. be kidding? Um, it's going to yeah. take a year or two at least to get all the bugs. I mean, edge cases are it. The world is a is an edge case as a whole. You can train as much as you want in in simulators, but that's not representative of what humans can do on the road. I mean, in fact, I want to bring one point. Um, I consider FSD to not be the ultimate end all. There is something also known above FSD called India driving. Ah. Uh, you bring India driving where people are on the wrong side of the road to take the right turn. So logically speaking, if you want to take a right yeah. turn, stay on the rightmost lane and you take a right turn because you're the closest to the turn you're making. But you will see in India driving, people on the leftmost lane trying to take a right turn. So you cut across all the traffic. I mean, that's one. That's wild. Have, I mean, look, it's... It's it's just reality, but it works. Yeah. You know, you look yeah. at South Asia; it's very similar. Um, there are lines on the road, but yeah, whatever. I mean, when you have lines, <laughs> lines on the road, like, what are you talking Who about? Needs Who needs lines? Who needs lines? I mean, you just try to it's figure out. Like, no, no. I mean, my Tesla needs lines. You know, I'm not going to lie; it needs lines. Otherwise, it's kind of going all over the place. <laughs> which is which? What makes it very interesting? Which is why we've been shouting out FSD Beta Canada for like the longest time now. Because bring it to Canada, because right now I've got sheet ice on my road outside. There are no lines. I mean, mm. there are lines originally, but it's not going to be able to pick it up. I mean, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you've been very vocal about this whole FSD beta camp, I think. you got to settle down a little. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Look who's talking. <laughs> you know, it could be that they're trying to get it working a lot better before they start rolling out to other countries, different laws and a lot of challenging scenarios. Because, I mean, I'm driving in a, a regular city and you see how, how poorly it can perform for just me. You see, know? I was so worried about I that. Think that's why. I was worried about that, exactly what you're saying, up until Chris got it, Dirty Tesla, who's in Michigan. Um, so he's as close to us as possible. Like he, he's just like, you know, hopping to skip away from being in Canada. Yeah. Um, and we're fortunate, uh, in Canada that our driving laws and, uh, just like signs, uh, streets and so on and so forth are very similar to yours. There's not a massive difference, right? Where, uh, going into any other country in the world might be a little bit more challenging because of the differences, because of the law differences and science and everything else, uh, where we at least have an opportunity because it is 
uh, Canada and the US are basically the same. Uh, I I have a couple of edge case questions, but we'll ask them all together in, in a bunch so that everybody's edge case can be answered. Yeah, so go for it. Yeah. You yeah, we'll like... talk about the general stuff, like roundabouts first, and then uh, okay. uh, we should talk about the, the Melbourneian hook turn and the di divergent diamond uh, diamond uh, intersection, uh, interchange. Oh, yeah. Oh, those wow. two are those two are important. We're gonna get into the deep of it really fast here. Okay, let's start with the diverging diamond. I don't know if you've seen. Uh... Oh wow, this one. Um, so basically, you have to go into the wrong side of the road to get to the right side. Okay, it's just India driving, but legal. <laughs> so um, legal India driving. Yeah. Uh, let me just uh, bring up that tab here. I don't know if you've experienced anything like this, but this is what a diverging diamond looks like. Okay. So, I don't know, can you see this? Yeah, you can. So you basically, in order to get here, so this is your, your lane, okay? In order to get here, you need to go here and then come back here, okay? Like, you gotta go the, through the opposite side of the highway. So when you're stopped at the lights or whatever stopping mechanism is there here, you're gonna be facing oncoming traffic. And then when the lights change, you're gonna get back into the lane here. So it's, pretty nervy even for normal driving <laughs> so um and Google i, I think whoever did that was on seared heavy drugs is who's creating that <laughs> I, was gonna say. I was just okay. thinking that who designed this the experience of uh, why they why? Like, why they think it's uh, kind of like uh it, better than just there is a lot of studies being done it's supposed to optimize the heavy traffic flow in some way but mm -hmm. anyway you thought but, this was funky let's get to okay. the melbournean hook uh, and that's in the united states i, I yeah, thought it, it honestly, reminds me of really wonka in the chocolate factory you know the that yeah. scene where all the pigs are flying around oh <laughs> whoever designed that was watching that movie at that time i feel like some <laughs> that's of, what it was someone was think sitting down and like driving's too easy we gotta need a difficulty yeah. setting i know <laughs> yeah i even said that one of my videos i'm like i bet an engineer is testing below, my driving skills and they keep no, making my car drive much. straight yeah. into these roundabouts that's what they're doing <laughs> Will he take over? If he doesn't take over, yeah. he's out of the beta. <laughs> there, there, I, it, it, it could be that this is Neuralink testing, and they're trying to gauge our like reactions to all these scenarios. They're like, yeah. oh, Brandon's all screwed up. It's, it's a, action potential. We it's a beta what? test for you to see if you're... Uh, yeah. yeah, maybe this is Neuralink beta. Who knows? Uh, okay, we'll let Nash go... Um, and okay, this is the, the Melbourne hook turn. This is the hook turn. So we drive on, on the... Uh, right side of the road as you know so um so the the, the guys who have to turn right so that black car at, at the very top they have to go and stand in that small little cubicle and wait for the right uh signal to turn uh, to turn green till it till it is red they can't turn right but the guys who are going straight will keep going straight the people who are turning left will keep turning left so this is the melbourneian hook turn they have to go and wait in the middle of the road for the right hand signal to come through and then they can turn right. So when the right hand signal turns uh, green from red, as you can see in the first picture, when it turns from green to red, then the people who are waiting in the middle of the road are, are happy, are, are okay to turn into the right side. But till then they can't, they can't turn, they have to wait in the middle of the road. Whereas our signals will be, uh, in, uh, unlike the signals in the US, our traffic signals are in one single row. So, so the, the hook turn signal will be on the same, same uh, signal uh, um, section post. as the other signals yeah. as well. Yeah, and the same signal post as the other signals. Even now, it's always have, in the same spot. Trouble. It's always, no, it always 
No, it's it's this is only oh, in man. Melbourne, so but it's always in the same spot. Yes, on the on the top. Yeah, yeah, it is always in the same spot. It is true. So that so yes, to me, that should be able to be programmed pretty easily because cool, you know man. it can see the box. It can it knows exactly the the light. You know, and that's okay. one thing for me. The traffic light detection works phenomenal. I've never had it run a light except the time that the power went out and the light wasn't functional. The okay. car went straight through. It didn't treat it as a four-way stop like it should have. Oh. Um, I mentioned that, but that was pretty much beta one of FSD testing at that time. So I haven't been able to test that same scenario. But I, in this particular example, it looks like that could be easily programmed, especially if it's in the same spot on the light post. They know, oh, this is how you handle this particular light, and this is how you need to control that. I'm just, I'm just I think they're trying to get the United States down before they do anything else, though. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. No, we, we, we are sort of holding out uh, yeah. that on the 21st of December, we'll get the beta FST. <laughs> Yeah, we're, we're, just, we're, just, we're just going to will it into existence. We're just going to keep telling everybody it's 21st of December, guys. You know, why, you know why you didn't get an approval on Twitter yet? Because you don't have a good campaign manager. I'm just going to throw it out there. <laughs> okay. I, I don't know who, who's going to be my campaign manager. I should probably take the, I've done that uh, yeah. that post myself. Okay. Uh, we, have a, we have a question from Noah. Question, yeah. Um, you're at an intersection uh, that doesn't have a separate left or uh, separate left turn light. Will FSD creep up into the intersection when winning to make a left turn? And uh, oh, cool. It's interesting because on Chris's video he did yesterday, I think it was. I've watched way too many of these videos from everybody. Yeah. Um, on his yesterday, I believe his car did not creep up, so it just stayed at the light. It couldn't go. The light turned from green to red, and it didn't make the left. And it would just sit there on the light cycle, and it would not creep up until it was free to make the left. So could you imagine me in a car behind uh, his car, and the light turns green, car doesn't creep up, doesn't make the left, turns red, comes back green, and just cycles through? So I don't know. Yeah, I, you know, and I mentioned it, I think even my, my last video, people are pretty aggressive here and my car just goes so slow sometimes and they'll go around me, they'll go on the bike lane. And that's why I mentioned I, I need a decal in the back of my car, but then I don't want to get all this undue attention, but it, it doesn't. It's not so aggressive here anyway. I can compare to, for example, to some Europeans countries. Oh, that's uh, true. They're more aggressive. And I, I've been actually in small country. It's, um, it's close to Armenia, Georgia. It's uh, the country, small country is Abkhazia, and I'm curious how uh, how uh, Tesla would act there because they have pretty the same rules like in Europe, uh, like in Russia. So it's regular intersection, but they kind of like behavior people. It's crazy. Uh, so whoever comes first to the transaction, it doesn't matter for them what kind of traffic light is lightning, uh, red uh, or green. So whoever comes first and whoever uh, like push their horn louder so that uh, whoever it like goes first so that's why that's why i don't know how sounds, it sounds like the india driving yeah but i couldn't drive there because yeah. it was scary for me uh because they're always beeping you know like pushing on the horn like uh, you have a quiet horn is that why yeah yeah, yeah. yeah they put Cheaper cars, like, yeah. Maybe that put bigger yeah, horns. <laughs> That's actually a good idea, though, because then when they go to sell the car to you, the horn loudness is a selling feature. After, <laughs> uh, in, in in India, they probably need three or four horns. I mean, there has to be a combined horn. 
One won't work. Well, the test is going to seem making different sounds, never mind horn sounds. It'll be adaptive. Oh, it's got a, it's got a, I think, uh, just, I mean, well, we, when I mentioned India driving, I just mentioned people doing the exact opposite of what normal road rules would dictate, but you have the added parameter of having wildlife mm -hmm. on the roads. Yeah, I was going to show that that is going to be the next just, Like different modes of transport. You have these heavy, like massive buses, you've got cyclists, you've got <laughs> cars, you've got, oh man, it's, it's the perfect FSD training data setup um, because everything's just doing a like this. There's a beautiful randomness to it when you're just looking outside a bus or something. You're like, how do these guys ever get in a straight line? You just figure out gaps. You make your own roads in between vehicles that you see. That's how it works. I mean, trust me. Um, I have personally, after learning driving in North America, I have not driven a vehicle in India because I knew I would fail. Just no. Yeah. Same, same. Yeah, I, if I go to India, I I never drive. I just take Uber. I, I have a I have a very um, before you answer this question, I have an anecdotal question or rather an closely associated question. Can you use? Can you just play this video? I have put it on the chat. Um, yeah. So we want to know on the um, is it on the chat yet? No. Yeah, just a sec. I'm just gonna bring it up. No, no worries. So this this is an off uh, repeated problem here. We call we call these guys skippies. They are actually kangaroos. And they are jumping and skipping, skipping across the road all the time. Just watch this one footage. Uh, this this kippy was uh, absolutely lucky to to not get completely impaled by my Model X. Okay, I hope you can see this. It's only a short footage, uh, fifty seconds or so. Look at that! Look at that guy! Look at that guy! Oh, oh my car! Just, my car just 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 moved away. Uh, the, but that's that's him. That's him. So after seeing all your different turns and all these different educations, I, I would be surprised if you see the beta next year. Yeah, <laughs> I, know. <laughs> I know. That's the problem for us. You know, yeah. I remember seeing some videos that there was deers running out and the car has swerved for them, even in the dark. I, I don't no, remember who posted it, but I know that it's reacting. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, now that FSD beta is um, active, the code is more aggressive. It, it will veer out of the lane uh, to avoid objects. So I was driving down a street in my neighborhood. There was a, a delivery van parked on the side of the road and there was an oncoming SUV that was avoiding a bicyclist on the oncoming lane. And my car positioned between into their lane as they were, and it, it, it like positioned, it centered perfectly between the delivery truck and the oncoming car that was crossing the line, it like went right between and it didn't stop like it would have in standard AP wow. mode. It just kind of like fit between and then recentered. So, oh, I mean, it's, it's pretty cool. Mm. I wouldn't be surprised if it didn't avoid that. I mean, it's avoiding brush piles in my neighborhood now, like leaf piles, so. Okay. Oh. Well, I thought that did a video on that. Yeah, the, the weather, the leaf, there's a lot of leaf on the on the on the road, and yeah, the it, it's sort of tentative when when it sees a lot of leaf on the road and lots of debris. Mm -hmm. uh, that's interesting. Yeah. Now, now this yeah. this guy is a cute little skippy, but but the the kangaroos are massive. They can cause a lot of damage. It's uh, like deer here. Yeah. Oh, it's good though. They are massive. <laughs> yeah, in my neighborhood, it's possums. We have these really massive possums that run yes, down the streets yes, yes. in the city. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's constant human wars because you you cannot use the car anyway. Yeah, it'll be stinky. Yeah, yeah. yeah. true. In, 
In your uh, experience I, using it, um, is there any one particular, like, I, okay, I know you report the edge cases. You're like, oh, this doesn't work. I'm going to report it. Uh, and then ideally Tesla fixes in a timely manner. Is there any in particular thing that you've been reporting or you see like a consistent problem with that's uh, gotten better, but it still needs work? Well, the roundabouts is one that's gotten better that still needs some work because it sometimes it speeds up a little too fast to go around roundabouts. Um, I think you may have heard some of the stuff flying around in my car when it was doing this last mm -hmm. video I did. Um, but one issue that I've been pointing up that's been an issue for everyone is the lane centering. So in the city, it, it shouldn't be applying the same rules to keep center between the road edge and the center line. Because if you have parked cars, it like bounces between the parked cars and it like my car literally swerving down the road. And I'm just so glad that I'm seeing other testers, you know, posting these videos because there, everyone kept saying, oh, your, your, your car's messed up. Your car's messed up. No, it drives fine. So that's why I always, I, I've been trying to post more highway video driving, you know, like small snippets, mm. because I literally don't use, I don't, I don't intervene on the freeway. I mean, it works great for me. Like 95% of the time I'm in autopilot on the highway. Nice. Um, but in city, it's just completely different. Like they need to apply a different rule set to <laughs> city driving. And I, I even tweeted about it last night. I, I was trying to think how I, I want to say this, this what they need to do, but it needs to be like sticky lanes. So the car needs to like stick to the line. You know, if you're if you're in the left-hand lane and there's a, a wide street, it needs to stick to that line. So, well, and it's funny you say that because we have the same problem here, even with the regular non-fancy version that you have. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> we have the HOV lane and it like gets wider and then narrow and the car bounces all over the place when it narrows down because it's yeah. sticking on the right side and then all of a sudden it comes back down and the car's like swerving and stuff and it happens here uh, as well we do have a very similar kind of a yeah. layout in our roads as well yeah i, I see and that. it's I, I just leave it in the when the road conditions are good uh but the minute we get any type of snow and i try not yeah. to use autopilot on snow but i mean if there's no one in front of me then i think it's fine um depending on the conditions obviously but when it's like that, I never use it because I know the car is going to swerve and it's kind of dangerous, right? So they need that change that you're suggesting because uh, I feel like it'd be like a world of difference. So I have uh, one question, actually. Just just one? No, I have two questions. I'm trying to bring up a map here. Um, no, but I found so my first question for you. You said that it works great on the highways, right? Um, I use it on the highways too. Has it? Have you had an experience with a four-leaf clover, a four-leaf clover uh, intersection? Um, so it's it's very it's it's actually a very complex one. Uh, let me see here. If I, I'm just trying to bring it up in a in a way like the exact same intersection that I take. Um, and my uh, my second question is one one area of improvement I have seen is when you have two lanes, um, this is like a four-lane highway, and the, and the road forks into two separate main highways, um, there's a section in between that doesn't have a line, okay? That doesn't, that doesn't have any lines. In previous builds of autopilot, my car would kind of swerve trying to figure out which, which direction to take because really it can take one of two directions, right? Um, and I've seen it go dead center like before. Um, but in recent builds over the past six months, I've noticed it hugging to the line it has already. Mm -hmm. 
unless told otherwise, unless an indicator is given. Like I'll only have the left side of my line available and nothing on the right side. So it'll kind of slightly move to the left, hug that and continue on. And then it'll take the exit out, which is perfect, which is what the intended map route is. So um, yeah, so my question with that aspect is, how does FSD beta handle those? I don't know if you have them in California though, on the highways when you have uh, roads splitting off like medians in between and roads splitting off where you have no lines on one side, say for example, and then you have lines that restart um, once the roads have split off. I don't think I've been able to test anything like that with the FSD beta code. Um, we mainly have that on the highways. Mm -hmm. uh, it reminds me of, I think it was last year, maybe the year before we, there was that accident that highly publicized accident where yeah, it was in yeah. San Jose and it was it was that exact scenario where there was a split and it was yeah. that week that they released navigate on autopilot right um and once they released that code i no longer had any issues with it selecting lanes and doing uh forks um mm. that fixed that particular issue yeah so i i, I actually have not had that issues for at least a year you know it always selects the right fork if i have uh noah toggled if I don't have Noah toggled, then no, it won't work. So that's another reason why people need to, to buy the FSD package to get that functionality. Standard mm -hmm. AP will have issues. It will not select a fork for you. You need to have uh, navigate an autopilot with the FSD or um, enhanced autopilot package to get that functionality. Right. Okay, right. I have an edge case question. Now, let's say this is a, a, a plus intersection um, and um, you are trying to get to the opposite side of the intersection so you're on this side let's say and uh, you have you have a green light for you to to pass through the intersection but there is a car already who is chalking like like that, that is the last car you can't go beyond that line on the other side of the intersection ideally if it's a human we would just wait on this side of the uh, the road even though it is green light for us to pass and okay. not pass across and not pass across till the other car moves and there's one car distance for us to go and occupy. Otherwise we are, we are blocking or we are, we are choking the intersection, you see. So mm -hmm. ideally a human would not pass through. We want to we want to be courteous and stay and, and not be morons. So we do have morons here as well. So let's not talk about them. Everyone. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Instead of being a moron, you want to stay here so that you don't choke the intersection and, and wait for a one car distance to open up on the other side for you to pass through. What does FSD do in that situation? So I actually had that exact scenario happen with the last beta. So not even in this beta, we were actually driving. I think we were driving to Best Buy at some point. We're driving somewhere and it was right down my street. There was actually a bunch of traffic and the light turned green, but my car stayed because there was cars uh, stopped at the, at the other side of the intersection and it waited. So. I know in Europe they have even marks for that. Uh, so for example, you cannot pass this intersection. They have special marks. Uh, and it says it's in, it reminds me of a chessboard. Uh, okay. So it's marked on the end. Um, they have a lot of cameras uh, on the intersection yeah. on yeah. this type of intersection, and nobody can actually move this. So it's it's pretty uh, should be yeah fixed. Yeah. We, it, so we it's have, been working for me. <coughs> program. Oh, we have we have some of those as well. Uh, never stop at any time. Uh, those are small little bands on on the road which has which are marked with with crisscross yellow. 
uh, which, which is like you can never stop there at any time. Doesn't matter what time it is. Doesn't matter what the, the signal conditions are. You can't stop at any time because either it's it's a police vehicle trying to come out or or a large, uh, large white body heavy vehicle trying to come out in that from that uh, from an industrial estate. So it can never ever stop there. Immaterial of what your traffic conditions are, what your traffic light um, situation is. Uh, so we do have those as well. So we, I want to know how it works on those conditions too. It'd be nice to test them out. Can I just share my screen for a second? Um, I've got two two situations. Uh, just recounting back to the exact same things that I I said. So this is the first example where um, can you see that the yeah. the lane, a single lane. I'm trying to just yeah. Can you see it here? This single lane now splits up into this one going taking Anderson Anderson mm -hmm. Road and then splits off, take, continuing on Deerfoot Trail. Yeah. The car used to, to wobble. You see this particular vehicle? This is, the, yeah. this is the exact point where it would have to make that decision. Do I stay left in my current lane or do I have to switch right? And this is where mapping comes into play. Like GPS, if it's not accurate enough, if it locates it, like, I don't know. I know civilian GPS is not as accurate as military GPS, for example, right? So unless you're located happens exactly here your locate may happen here and if your locate happens here what happens mm. we we have a similar situation so, so that's one very quick yeah very quick context there so, so when we're going to sydney we have the same problem if you if you stay on the left you stay back in Wollongong, which is where i live but if you stay on the right it has to go to sydney and uh, i had always uh, the problem where the car wouldn't want to take the, the right lane so i'll go all to the, all the way to the right side of the road which is the fast lane to, to take that to to go into that egg it, we won't call it exit but that's that's the highway whereas this one the rest one so that is the motorway and the rest of them is are highways uh, and the and the the road width does not determine that as well so one is a motorway and the other one is a highway but uh, the car wouldn't make the distinction between the two and I always have to go to the, the fast lane for it to go past yeah so I've noticed this dramatically improve over time because I know I had the water shimmy in mm. the lane to figure out and it and initially it was actually taking the incorrect exit um mm. so i had to turn off autopilot the quick break and veer back into the right lane so that's one case this may have gone i mean um but the second one where i know i definitely have a problem is this kind of a situ situation this is our main highway where we're breaking out okay um so it breaks out into two lanes so autopilot i'm usually here um sorry uh, oh, I'm sorry. I'm not sharing that screen. Um, sorry about that. So I can actually comment on that that particular scenario. Uh, we have a lot of roadways set up like that here, and mm -hmm. I've not had any issues with that since Noah was released. So what they do is they have the map data set up to know exactly the number of lanes mm -hmm. uh, with the map data, and in the vision is looking to see, oh, okay, here's where you are in relation to that data and it your car gets positioned to, to be in one of those two lanes to go to that route. The vision can actually see the width of the lane and you can see like a path and then the signal will sometimes kick on and you'll okay. just kind of go. So I don't I don't have any issues with any kind of scenarios that you're showing with NOAA here in the United States. So maybe it's different in other countries, yeah. but in the United States, we don't have issues with this. Yeah, it's, it's very interesting. I, I have seen the Delta. The Delta exists. The US experience is definitely got a few points over the rest of the world that are obviously makes sense. I mean, they're tackling, you know, trying to tackle all the cases in the home country first before 
here's here's part of the reason why um you can, i can take my car from here i can drive into the states and the experience in the u.s will be vastly better uh the car still heavily relies on map data map data currently mm, and absolutely. your mapping data is just more up-to-date than what ours offers for whatever reason um and there is a good solution to this but tesla's gonna have to do some rewriting of their code because currently they use Google Maps um, and then they overlay a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, I can make changes to Google Maps, but it'll take months mm -hmm. before it arrives to Tesla because they have to over put their overlay on top. Um, so just something I've thought that eventually they're probably going to do is probably create their own mapping system because uh, it's Tesla after all, and they like to be from top to bottom uh, integrated. Yeah. And if you think they have enough cars driving around where they can probably pull it off and keep things up to date, uh, but again, that's probably why we experienced a lot of problems. And uh, our navigation on autopilot was about a month behind you guys. And I, people say it's regular regulatory issues. I think it's mapping data issues. Uh, once again, I can drive. I was able to drive my car into the states and just use it just fine, right? So mm -hmm. it's it's just a mapping issue mostly. Uh, and I feel like they're going to improve that vastly over like a quick period of time. I've also seen a lot of people say that they'll remove mapping data, but I feel like it will always be there. You need maps in conjunction with uh, cameras yeah. and vision and uh, think of you drive. You like, you remember where things are. You remember how things look and things like that up ahead. Mm -hmm. uh, so that's kind of like the car uh, currently. So, uh, and it's kind of interesting because there's sometimes on the, on my car currently, it'll say like, Hey, there's a street light coming up or a stop sign rather. And they converted it to a street light. So on the car display, it'll say it's a stop sign. But the minute the camera picks it up, then it's like, oh, it's a streetlight. So yeah, you can tell true. it's you can tell it's in memory and it's updating as it's going, right? So, yeah. so that was actually one of my. I think the very first night when I was testing this, I, it was a roundabout, and I remember I'm like, how does it know that there's a street over there? Because I saw all the little dots, and people like, oh, it's using map data. So I'm like, yeah, it's using map data. But then I realized it's definitely not using map data. So when I pulled up to an intersection and there was a truck that was actually blocking the camera view to the, I guess, the left corner of the intersection, there was no dots being rendered. And as soon as that truck moved, the dots rendered and they stuck. Wow. So wow. the car is kind of creating its own map data. I think it's a combination of actual map data and what the vision is seeing. So I, I even noticed the like lanes flickering. Like it'll, in my last video, I even pointed out the lane lines were showing white right around my car, but further out, they were showing yellow, like the map data is wrong. And as soon as it would get closer, it would toggle white because the vision would kind of override what the map data was seeing, kind of like what you're describing with the stop sign and the traffic light. So I, I think they're, they may be changing like a confidence value or weight value of like map data versus what the vision seeing. And I think they're starting to, to lean more vision. And that's why my experience is, I think, getting a little bit better. For uh, something. So we made a video, um, the Bite of White channel, we made a video showing two edge cases. And this was one of our original videos. Both edge cases, I noticed, have been fixed in the latest map update. I have not gotten a software update since I made that video. Mm -hmm. And the latest massive six gig file that was downloaded, um, just a quick summary of what the edge cases were. One, it would, when I just turn on navigate on autopilot, navigating, say, from home to the office, okay, when I'm on a ramp. Um, it would just randomly slow down to 40 kilometers an hour. There was no speed. So it is, I'm living in a new area of new construction. So there's still 
uh, stuff being updated daily on the roads, like there's no signage that tells you what the speed limit there is. So yeah. I thought it was erroneous map data because it would slow down to 40 and it would not accelerate back up again. So I would have to manually change that. Second is this particular edge case that I just want to show you guys. And I know this has been fixed now with the map update, but it's um, um, here. It's going to speed up. Yeah. So I'm approaching an exit. And boom, the car would shift to the left, centering between two lines. If you guys notice that, you see the car just swerve to the left in between mm. two oh. lines. Yeah, because so you have dotted lines, multiple yep. dotted lines, and your car was driving over it. So it was attempting to recenter itself, but then it realized, oh, there's two lanes here. So, so there's one lane. And yeah. it, it just has to keep to that lane. It doesn't have to do any recentering. The one lane split into two, diverging on the outside, if you notice that again, it would have an extra lane that popped up, right? So it tried to figure out where it should be. It ended up in the right. Like, yeah, so this is being fixed. Now, with the map update, because I tried the, this is the exact same route I would go, like to go to the office. And uh, uh, now I know for a fact that it has gone because I tried that. So I'm like, hmm. how did they fix this decision-making with map data? Like, I, well, in, incorrect map data can make the car go crazy. Cause you know, I, I, I do know that they're, they're definitely waiting map data along with the vision. I mean, that's, yeah. I'm, I'm seeing that in my drive so I'm, I'm mentioning it um but sometimes i'm just not sure i i think the vision gets confused because in my neighborhood it always wants to make left-hand turn lanes and turn down these random side streets when i'm driving to my house i don't know why every time i've been reporting that every single time since this this first release and i don't know if it's map data because someone said hey, you're check open maps i checked all the roads they look normally labeled mm. so maybe it is a bug in vision maybe it's seeing that big arrow and wanting to turn left because it sees the left-hand turn arrow. Kind of like when we were in Auburn. When we were in Auburn, the car last minute, mid-turn to make a right-hand turn, it decided to go straight. And we had to correct that. It was, no, I think, the first video. For, for I, my we path, didn't even notice it. Already in the video. Yeah, we didn't even notice it because we were driving and we we're like, what the heck just happened? The car was going to make the right-hand turn and then literally mid-turn, it just decided yeah. to go straight through the intersection. We had to correct. For, for and then we, test, when we were the, editing, uh, we saw it. Sorry, you, you said you tried the open street map change? Mm -hmm. Yeah, for my test, that's just a myth. Mm. Yeah, like, I, I couldn't find anything that was specifically related to turn in this lane. It just looked like number of lanes, um, road map. I didn't see anything that was specific to say, go in this lane and make a turn. I think that that is on Tesla. Yeah, no, it's because I've done edits on it just to see how long it takes to process, and it never comes to the car. Uh, where Google Maps I can get to update, um, it just takes time before Tesla does their update because uh, my Google Map edits happen instant because of uh, like I'm a high contributor for Google Map yeah, edits. Yeah, your account. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I've tested Google Maps. Google Maps actually makes a difference. Uh, OpenStreetMaps does not. And I noticed yeah. someone came up with that theory with Smart Summon. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, there back. was a lot. Of, there was a lot of reports on it. Yeah. Now, yeah, it could have been, you know, in parking lots in particular, because I noticed that's where they do a lot of that routing. Maybe that does fix the smart summon through parking lots. I don't know. Have you noticed any change in smart summon? And I know I asked you 
<laughs> like last week. <laughs> Everyone's been asking me that. And, you know, it's not something I'm focusing on testing because the testing process doesn't specifically say go test scenarios of Smart Summit. They want to right. test scenarios of full self-drive. And right. Smart Summit is not part of that, in my in my opinion. So, you know, when you're doing specific testing to say Smart Summit, then you do all the tests and parking lots and you do all these specific scenarios that they want us to test. But that's not something in the scope of testing. So um, it's not that I'm not doing it. We, we did yeah, it with his son. Yeah, it's just fun. But it's never really been the best thing because, you know, you have the radius that it has to operate in. Mm. And, and it's you know, small radius. it's we small. Have, we have uh, huge parking lots here. So you yeah, definitely can't bypass it. Doesn't, doesn't work. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's like we were parked in Home Depot the other day at the back of the parking lot. And I couldn't even engage Smart Summit until we were like halfway down the parking lot. So, I mean, what, for me, it was like, what's the point? We already started walking from the front of the store down to the car anyway. Like it took longer to get the app, wake the car up and have it drive to us and like try to drive through the parking lot. In, in terms of speed, is it any quicker? I know um, I know you said you didn't test it too much, but same speed? Mm -hmm. No. So the, the smart summon speed is exactly what it used to be. So when it was initial release, I think it was two miles an hour or three miles an hour, something like that. It was lower yeah. and then they increased the speed. That's the speed it's currently at. It's not, it's not functioning any different to me. What's what's your okay, weather? I have a movie. Sorry, after you're flanking, go on, mate. Sorry, what's your weather outside? And the reason why I ask this is sunny and clear, like oh, temperature wise. Man. Beautiful. So if it goes 60 54. Degrees, 54, okay. So if it goes 60 degrees, 6 degrees Celsius, or 43 degrees Fahrenheit, smart summon speed goes like one third of the speed. So we'll normally get 10 kilometers per hour. The minute it goes to 6 degrees Celsius, we get two kilometers per hour. Because like literally I can like crawl yeah, faster than smart someone moves at <laughs> that speed. Yeah, we can actually go to Tahoe and test that because it's close. Yeah, that, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Uh, just yeah, we, just yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we were planning a drive tomorrow anyway. So okay. <laughs> I will look out for that video. Man, I have a, I have a very interesting uh, moving target autopilot uh, problem that that's oh yeah that's recurrent. Uh, if you just played my video, so yeah, we have we have uh, bus uh, the, the rear of the bus has a a, a, a traffic or sorry, a, a, a speed yeah, a stop sign. sign that pulled out. Yeah, no, not just a spot stop sign. We have a speed sign as well. So if there's a light oh. flashing on top of the bus, people who are following the bus has to have to stick to that that uh, um, speed. So let's say that there's a forty kilometers. Uh, speed sign on the back of the bus on the rear of the bus. You'll see it on the way video. And every single time the car picks up that that forty and it reduces the speed of the car or it just displays that forty. Um, can you see that video? Yeah, I'm just I'm just uh, waiting so for this. It okay. Okay. Um, it's the so, the twenty twenty dot forty four video, right? Yeah, it's the forty four video, and it it happened on the forty forty dot three on the forty four on the forty dot forty four dot fifteen. The whole yeah. work. So that's a massive problem in in, in yes. countries like Australia that actually have this as as part of their the daily road rules. Yeah, um, I'm sure Tesla will fix it, uh, but to know when to ignore. If you uh, go to four, it, it was time sync. Anyway, go to three three dot uh, three twenty eight, three twenty eight. It's there on yeah, there, that's right there. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, yeah. So um, we get the audio and Katen with regards to all of your questions. Can everybody hear the audio? Beta FST yeah. answer. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When we reached this stretch of road, I was reminded of this moving target edge case from a previous video, 2020.40.3. And yes, we did discuss about this in my FSD video as well. As you can see, the 40 kilometers per hour sign in the rear of this bus triggers a cascade of 40 kilometers per hour renders in the middle lane in the dashboard screen. 
and the car's speed limit also reduces, although in the previous update, the car does not slow down. I reckon it will slow down in this recent update, and I don't think that this is fixed in 2020.44 either. Now, you can stop that, Jack. You can stop that. You can stop that. I don't want to, I don't want to plug oh, that's so interesting. That is yeah. that is a very cool. It's not fixed on even the forty four point fifteen. That's one. That's the one uh, late, latest one that we have forty four point fifteen. Every single time it, it sees a a bus, it reduces the, the speed to forty. That, you know, to me, that's actually pretty awesome because you know it's working. There was actually uh, when I did my drive two days ago, there was a there was a guy doing construction holding a stop sign, ah, and yes. he had moved it down. And I the FSD just glitched out, and I couldn't get it engaged in time. But I was okay. really hoping to see if it was going to detect that, which I think it was going to. But, you know, in, in that particular instance, I think that it's just some software programming they need to do to say, oh, if you're on the highway, don't look for a speed sign directly to the right in the center of the, the lane. Just look on the sides. You know, so no, I, I no. think that's just a programming thing that they need to do for, for the different countries. And sometimes, so if, for example, slow, slow, not stop sign, it's slow. Even if mm -hmm. it's 40, for example, sign, uh, so they just, you know, this particular condition is just slow or stop sign. Yeah. We don't have anything. Didn't Andre. Kapati. We can't hear you. Sorry, we missed that statement, Brandon. You guys hear us? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're good. Oh, okay. Didn't Andre Karpathy give a, give a, give the example of stop signs in one of those uh, mm. conferences? Like there was a whole well, presentation well, on well, the, well, the, the well, thousand well, different well, varieties well. of stop signs, occluded, not occluded, raised, lowered, yeah. time sensitive. It's so cool. So That's cool. I watched every right? one of that video. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so like, um, so the one thing though is I've observed speed signs. I don't know if it's just me, but it's not detecting or showing speed signs on either sides of the highway, like on the highway. I know it uses maps data. I know that speed sign um, assist is only on city streets, right? For now, um, mine, mine works everywhere. No, but the thing is, at least in the non-FSD software that we have, right? I've noticed that it's missing speed signs. It's not perfect. I, I mean, obviously, it's not intended to be perfect, but it does display even if you're on the highway. It just show you the speed signs that it sees. But I'm noticing that if there's a four or five lane highway, like a real proper thoroughfare i'm in the center lane um it's not seeing either speed sign that's on either side now also i've noticed mm. if the speed sign is not standard size like a rectangle the way it is in canada for us right um if it's like a if it's like um uh what do you call it like a pop-up construction zone or something with a massive speed sign saying 40 or 12 30 or something it misses that too which is like visually obvious so I'm noticing small glitches. I'm not saying it's 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 really good one, but there is scope for improvement. But I'm noticing that it seems to be following a template of recognition, um, like the act, the proper speed signs, like the the standard template. It gets nonstop. It gets those even if it's occluded. Really good. But the 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 exceptions, you know, the ones that just come come up as a like the example of a pop up shop. Like just there's a guy mm -hmm. suddenly raising a speed limit sign. I mean, human beings get it. Like, if somebody says 25, we see it, um, and it's a non-standard sign. Like, if it's on somebody's helmet, for example, 25, okay? We would get it. But I'm seeing that there's, there's still constant training that's required to get this perfect. Because I do recognize speed limit signs to be an extremely critical part of FSD. And if mm -hmm. they're not able to get yeah. that with the 99.9th percentile, the, the march of the nines, like Elon likes to yeah. call it, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, I think that also has, is it being applied to the speed limit sign. It'd be interesting how it would 
figure it out in snow, which is why we're screaming again, FSD Beta Canada, get us so that we can give you all this data when it's snowing and it's cold. Because um, in the perfect urban environment, when you can see everything, um, great, system works. Otherwise, it's, I mean, I think it's our friend Tesla Canuck. He was talking about whether FSD Beta would work in Canada or whether it's a three-season system, like mm. summer, spring, fall kind of thing. <laughs> And forget discount the winter because your your sensors are all gonna get blocked. Your sensors are gonna get frozen. They're all gonna like here. We get minus forty five degrees Celsius for three or four weeks in the year. Okay, most electronic components are minus forty to plus eighty, plus seventy five, plus eighty tolerance bands. Mm -hmm. Right? What's gonna happen if it gets below the tolerance level of the the hardware? Like, um, mm -hmm. and. This city, particularly in North America, has being at the base of the Rocky Mountains, we get something called Chinooks, which basically raises our temperature overnight by 25 degrees. Oh, like wow. overnight. It'll come, it'll be like this wind that comes from the mountains and just boom, you'll see an arc in the sky. It's actually amazing to see. But hmm. the temperature will go from minus 20 to plus 15 overnight. So stuff will melt, everything will get slushy. And then it'll go back to being minus 10. So everything will freeze yeah. up again. So all in the space of 24 hours. So it's it's pretty incredible, all the stuff that it has to go through. And um, we get the Chinooks in the winter period. And that's why we're, again, like, we can give you so much different data here. Mm. But, I, but, you know, Brandon, from your perspective, I get it. It's still it's still a work in progress, for sure. We I mean, would. Yeah. And I do feel like just the, hearing you guys talk about the issues you're having, we, we're not having that in North America, so in the United States specifically. So... I don't have any of these issues with speed sign detections. Like it works, it works perfect for me. Mm. And um, I do notice that there's a code difference. So speed sign detection on the highway will not adjust my speed. Yes. But when I'm in the city, it will adjust my speed to yes. match the speed True. limit sign. So I do notice that it does. It it works great for the detection for me. But we don't have a lot of um, non-standard signs. It's always the same exact type of sign. I think by law they have to be a specific shape. And no, no, that's probably why, yeah, yeah, that's probably why it's different for us. You have the flashing. I'll be focusing ones? a lot more in, uh, attention for us than other countries. Do you have the flashing speed signs for now? That's, that's a great. That's a great uh, question. I, flashing I would, I would, speed signs. Uh, we have lights. Like we have. I'll give you an example. We have school zones where it's forty regularly, but uh, well, flashing. And then if it's not flashing, you can, you can do fifty. Oh, sensitive to different conditions. Oh. In school zones. And also, like conditional speed. I like it. I like no, like so conditional speed doesn't work for me. So, like speed limit signs for school zones is a good example of that. So, yeah, you know, when children are present, go to twenty-five. Yes, it will always jump to twenty-five, no matter what that conditional oh. part is. It will jump to twenty-five. Okay. It'll jump to twenty-five. It's kind of like you know they need to program that logic. It's like I had this exact scenario where it said no right-hand turn, road is closed, but my car turned to the right. Oh. I saw the sign. I'm like, hey, it's a, you know the road's closed, but the car turned right. So they just don't have that logic program, you know. I, but it wouldn't be too hard for them to program it if they, well, if it's all the sign, the, the code could just reroute. If, if you know they have that new, yeah. You know they have that new feature, uh, newish feature, where you can set um, how much overage you have the minute you turn yeah. on. Yeah. I know some people are like, hey. If it's the speed requires 40 or in your case 25, automatically do 25. Don't follow the overage because mm -hmm. that means you're in a school zone. Uh because right. you don't want to go over in a school zone. Is that so, like an avoidance mode? 
Is that is that what? You're <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> I've seen a lot of people do that, and they've been doing offsets of percentages. To me, I have OCD. I don't know how they do an offset of like seven percent and have their speed not be like a five or a zero. Like that drives me crazy. Uh, so yeah, yeah. I have my set to just current speed. Yeah. Uh, I just feel more safe doing that. I mean, maybe that's why I got selected. I'm always in chill mode. I have my speed set at current. You know, I'm always listening to like chill music. So maybe well, that's why. Keep, I keep going. I'm writing these down. Yeah. 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 <laughs> if I, if I'm active, it. If I'm yeah, I think even my very first photo, I think I was listening to Tori Amos. Oh. <laughs> Do you have any uh, no rights on red? Yeah, but we have specific lights. So we'll have a light with a, a red arrow, and okay. the car will follow those. those oh, okay. Yeah, so back to the previous question, the, the flickering yellow light. So we have flickering yellow lights at um, uh, railway intersections, one, and we have flickering lights on, uh, on uh, massive uh, bridges. So, for instance, the Sydney Harbour Bridge has multiple lanes. But they, they can switch on and switch off those lanes. So the yellow lights will, will actually denote which lane is active. So you can't use the other lanes if the yellow light is not on. Oh, yeah. The car always sees them as, as traffic lights now. So yeah. has he done anything on those regards? Well, I did notice that there, there was this pretty significant change I noticed for yellow lights. Yes. So before, my car would always stop at yellow lights. If it was flashing yeah, even on the freeway, the car would yeah. like break. And I, you know, a lot of people keep saying, as it improved phantom braking, I don't have phantom braking. I look down at my screen, you can see exactly what's happening. Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have phantom braking. You know, I, I think phantom braking is kind of a, a, a concept that people are thinking like, oh, I didn't pay attention. Why is my car stopping? Well, no, your car no, no, shows no. you on the screen, you let know, me, like, let me so, elaborate but for on me, that. Sorry, sorry. yellow light, it, it, it no longer stops for that. So mm -hmm. I used to have all these like flashing hazard lights around curves and stuff. The car would sometimes like do a little quick break. Uh, it no longer does that. Even in city street driving now, it doesn't break for yellows unless uh, I'm really far back and it starts to switch red, it'll stop. But no longer what is stopping. What the tolerance for, limit in those, in those, on those times? What is the tolerance limit? So so we can pass across, so in, in, in Australia, we can pass across a yellow line if the front two third of the, or rather the front two third of the vehicle has crossed the, the stop, stop line, we can pass the yellow line. But if the, exactly. if the front, oh, so that's perfect, awesome. I, yeah. I, so uh, I was happy to see it, honestly, because it, it kept okay. like stopping pretty aggressively, yellow lights. I'm like, why would I stop here? I would just drive yeah. through this. But exactly. you know, it's more natural to me now. Perfect. Question, um, so with just circling back to the phantom braking aspect, I'll explain to you how it, uh, I think it has to do more with mapping than, um, than anything else. Um, in our case, uh, just randomly on the highway, it, when you don't expect it, when you're in the center lane, there's nothing changing. You're on the highway. It'll just break. It'll break. It'll slow down by 10 kilometers an hour. See, I don't you, have that problem. It'll get you, it'll it's get so funny. Like everyone's like, oh, you phantom braking. Well. I don't have phantom braking issues. Yes, My car swerves all over the road in the town. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> I have that see, problem. That's the thing. So that's what happens, and that's that. It just catches you off guard, and it's caught me a few times. I don't have it as much like in the recent updates, but the odd one will happen where I think it's got to do with incorrect map data for that particular stretch of road. Like we have a stretch of road that kept getting renovated and went from a speed limit of sixty five years ago to seventy, now to eighty for one stretch. So you have overlapping roads that have had different speed limits at different points in time. Yeah. Exactly. That's what, I, what I've been kind of saying. There is a spot on Highway 50 over here near Watt Avenue. For some reason, it, the the road has a slope. It, it goes up a little bit. For some reason, every time you go on that slope, it starts detecting the car to the right. 
and it'll slow the speed down. But you can glance at the screen and see the, the car image turn dark, you know, dark color, like it's tracking that speed. I've been reporting that for two years. Um, and thankfully, you know, be, being in FSD, you can actually toggle the button now. Hi. Hey. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Uh, the toggle the button. I just noticed one. This is just ergonomics for me. I don't know how you guys feel about it, but do you think they could have a slightly bigger, really big button for that video camera thing that on the left-hand side where your car is actually being shown? So you can just do like that instead of trying to reach out and trying to push something on the right-hand side. Uh, the, it is slightly moved over. So in the expanded view, you know, when the expanded view comes yeah, out, yeah, yeah, it yeah. actually is beyond where the button is. So it's kind of where the T used to be, you know, the, the test yeah. of T. Yeah, that's kind of where the button is. So to uh, me, it's not it's not hard to. It's not hard. Okay, I just no. I just looking at the the plethora of FSD beta videos on the internet. I just notice people reaching out. I'm like, are you guys looking at the road? Are you reaching out to push the button? Because you're trying to capture that moment when it happens, as close to when it happens, so that Tesla can refine it, right? I mean, it would be faster if you had a big button that you could just like do that without even well, looking. You have your steering wheel. Yeah, the steering wheel button. Like that would be well, awesome. when you turn the steering wheel, when you turn the steering wheel, any intervention, yeah, uh, disengagement yeah. is automatically reported. So, yeah. uh, being in being in the beta program with beta software, your car is kind of in debug mode. It's like when you have an iPhone in in debug mode. Right. That's what the car is in. So my car is uploading such significant amount of data all the time. I see that. Um, it's pretty incredible. You know, yeah. at least I can see that. But uh, it is in debug mode, and they've even told me that. Um, you know, our, our braking systems are shut down. The um, emergency braking systems are turned off. So, you know, I'm a little more reactive to the car not performing correctly. Um, I think we should be. And I even mentioned that about when it first came out. Why, you know, all these people like, I'm not intervening. You're, you're, you're kidding everyone. It, you have to intervene. The car was driving so rough. Like, there's I have no a way you're for not you. I have a request, actually. I have a request yeah. for you, Brandon. When I ran requested. What, so <laughs> now the question is before other countries get FSD beta, I think you should, the, the way you and um, you've been, you both have been testing the system. I think you should actually make an instructional video of different things to look out for because stuff like these, these snippets like AAB is, is off. I'm used to my car braking. Are you going to uh -oh. get a lot of flex So that? it actually requires a lot of responsibility to be oh, shouldered yeah. by the people chosen to be part of the testing program. And it'd be nice to have like a summary of things you need to be aware of that are that are normal operation but are mm. turned off. I to be... feel like when they make this wide release, they're going to turn all that back on. Sure, sure. But yeah. I'm saying in the interim period where like say Canada is going to get it, assuming we get it next month, it'd be nice for us to have a list of things to be aware of. When, when he says next month, he means in three days, by the way. Um, anyway, uh, sorry. Right. As early as you know, when, when it first happened for me, they called me. I had a call from an employee at Tesla explaining yeah. the risks associated um, and explained to me about the, auto the automatic braking being turned off, the emergency braking. Yeah. So, you know, I was a lot more aware, like, this is a lot more serious than any testing that has happened in the past. You know, normally it's been like, you know, try this, do this. But this was a lot more serious, like, hey, you know, watch out. The car can do the wrong thing at the wrong time. And, you know, I see that. Like, the car will sometimes swerve into the wrong, you know, oncoming lane. Wow. You know, um, I've never had it turn into an, a car before, um, into a car. But direction, pathing, it, it would it has made some really strange pathing decisions. <laughs> it missed that one car that was going right across you. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. like, that. Yeah, that was just... <laughs> Yeah, that was just crazy. I mean, you saw like it wouldn't even it wasn't even going to make the right hand turn. I had to yeah. actually 
make the right hand turn. Yeah. And then I'm like, okay, I was in tack mode at the time, not autopilot mode. Right. Uh, because it just, I just made the turn. And I'm like, why isn't it breaking? It, it didn't even show the object on the screen. I glanced mm -hmm. down at the screen. I didn't even see the car object. So it, it was like dirty Tesla. Um, the same thing happened. It, the car started to turn in front of an oncoming car. Like the object didn't render on the screen for some reason, but you know, yeah. that's why this is beta. So it's just going to get better. Have you, uh, so just to Dr. Two Kevin's question, um, have you noticed that the car learns without getting a software update from Tesla so far? No. Like you, it doesn't? Nothing no, at the edge. I, you know, I've seen some videos about that, and I I disagree with it. Um, just for being from an IT point of view, they 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 don't make AP code changes without a software update. So your car will not drive different. You're just having a different situation. Maybe the lighting's different. Mm -hmm. Maybe you're a little bit a uh, different position of a lane. But mm -hmm. to me, yeah, yeah it, it's 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 a neural net, and it's AP code that's that's causing the car to drive a certain way. Mm -hmm. So. Maybe if you drive one path five times, you have that variable of 1% that's going to drive different. So mm -hmm. I only see code changes with a software update. Now, I can say I've seen UI changes without software updates happen. You know, it was kind of like when we had, do you remember like last year or the year before we had AP uh, just go out for everyone in the world pretty much? Like the Tesla server went down and we <laughs> lost AP functionality for all cars. So wow. that's an indication that the cars are communicating with with Tesla to turn functions on and off. Yeah. But I've not seen uh, behavior differences. I've seen UI changes, maybe some functionality changes, but not actual driving dynamic changes. And the reason from, from my point of view. And this is just a non FSD beta. My car's just talking to Tesla every day, like just a hundred megs and stuff. Yeah. It's doing something. Like it's it, just it talking. You are right um, from a coding perspective because in order for the car to make those changes, they can't do it from a server perspective because that'd be extremely dangerous. So it's all happens locally. And the only way you can make changes locally is if there's an update. Uh, I'm sure to some degree, they can probably more than likely do small changes uh, without big massive updates. But for any big changes, there has to be an over there software update. Uh, so UI changes they can do, they can send to your car without you doing an update because that's small, uh, but everything else has to rewrite code and stuff like that. That's not happening while you're driving. That's not happening while you're parked because they don't know if you're going to go drive. Uh, when you you can have it parked for 10 minutes, they can't start writing updates to your car without telling you. Um, now, yeah, so I did have something like... happen. So emergency lane departure, do you remember when that came out like a year, yeah. year or two ago? Yeah. I remember looking at my screen and I saw the option appear and then disappear and then reappear before it was coming out. And that was around the time that we had the AP outage thing that all of our autopilot shut down. Um, so they, they can definitely turn features on and off, but I've definitely not seen driving dynamic change for me. Right. Like a shadow mode, you reckon? Yeah. yeah, my car is always in shadow mode, especially when you're in beta. It's kind of like it's you're in a debug mode at all times. So okay. they're capturing a lot more telemetry data um, that your cars, you know, the performance of the car. Um, and right. that's kind of why I want to make sure Tesla can see the screen because I know the engineers are watching my videos. So I'm trying to help them understand, Hey, this is the, the issue. Cause uh, you know, it's very, very hard to document everything by email. And mm -hmm. I believe that's why they're allowing us to do that because they want the engineers to see the, the human level, not just what the autopilot cameras see. It's exactly the way we just discussed that, that uh, car trying to center itself video that I just showed up, right? Like, mm -hmm. 
you can try to write that as eloquently as possible in an email, mm -hmm. but unless you see what it's trying to do, seeing is like believing, right? And they're trying to achieve yeah. human vision with cameras, similar in the car. So mm -hmm. um, I think that's the right approach. And um, also, I think it's not overstating the fact when you react how a normal human being would react mm -hmm. when it makes certain decisions, right? Which are not optimal. Like, oh. Ah! If you do that, I mean, yeah. yeah, something was obviously wrong, man. I mean, yeah. I'm not going to say, yeah. you know, sugar it every single time yeah. because it's a Tesla autopilot system. No, it's yeah. it's a neural network that needs training. So, yeah. right. Yeah, okay. I'm a perfectionist. I mean, he's a brain surgeon. I mean, you know, we're both like super perfectionist people. So, yep. you know, if, if the car is not performing something even remotely what we would do, I'm going to mention it. So Absolutely. people are like, oh, you're being too sensitive. No, you know, I want it to be completely working perfectly before everyone else gets it. You know, I don't want everyone's cars like swerving down the road. You know, yeah. I just the original smart summon videos that were coming out. I think it was a year or two ago when when that was happening. There was some videos popping out, which was against NDA. But, you know, the cars were doing the same thing. They were like weaving around their parking lots, you know, and that's this really reminds me of that. <laughs> you know, you're seeing early beta. You're what's, seeing it publicly before, which you, you haven't, haven't been able to see before. What's your thoughts on so Omar said it originally and then Earl kind of doubled down on it uh, today or yesterday. Uh, he said that, like Omar originally said, you everyone wants the beta, but once you have it, you really don't want it because yeah, it's stressful. Yeah, mm. would you it's agree with that? We were we were literally sweating. We were in the car covered in sweat. We felt like we were going to throw up on the first few <laughs> nights because I mean we're not trying to be dramatic. That's how it was. You know, I had a different passenger was shaking like the camera. The very first camp video I did, the camera was shaking because that was my passenger freaking out, not him. In the military does brain surgery. You know, he's he's very calm and he was freaking out. Like, you know, this he was even scary for me. Yeah. When when yeah. car uh, was doing some abruptly maneuvers, like it's crazy. Oh, we're gonna slam to this car. Yeah, and you know, and, yeah. and it's it's a heavy car, and I have a performance model, like I said before, so you really feel even the little subtle steering adjustments. So I mean I feel it pretty easily. How do you feel? It might be different. How do you feel behind the wheel now compared to like when you first got it? Well, a lot better, as you notice. I, you know, <laughs> I was laughing. I mean, I think it was like thirty minutes in before my very first intervention, and it took roundabouts, and it was it was pretty pretty cool. Okay, I have an edge case question. Now, so if if there is a car which is hauling something, let's say a, a trailer or or a caravan or a boat, and it's trying to turn. Uh, what will the car do? What what will the what will FSD do? Does it does it wait for the for both the vehicles to turn, or does it does it does it link them together? That's the question. That's the yeah. I think that's so the like on the screen, it'll look like a really long truck, like a big semi truck, ah, okay. and it'll uh, on my, at least on my screen, it'll it'll appear as like multiple trucks, like kind of glitching together okay. uh, for trailers. I, it, they don't render trailers on the screen, but you know it looks like a big long semi. Even storage oh, awesome. units uh, defines like uh, trucks. Yeah, we, we drove by like those storage pods that you can store stuff in. Um, yeah, it's like, it's like a trailer, but it showed up as like a big semi truck on my screen last night. It was pretty funny. The reason why we ask is we ask is we, we have something called, um, I think it's called long wheel or long, long. it's a long trailer. It's usually a, a massive trailer in front of that are two, uh, one or two trailers, which are almost the same size. It's almost like two. The stack basically, it's like fifty yeah. foot, fifty-two foot, yes. and then yeah. thirty foot. I think stacked like double trailers. Like we see, we see them here too. 
yeah. called road trains. They okay. they are road trains. Right. And, um, does awesome. it render a sem do you guys get semi truck rendering on your screen yeah, do you see yes, semi trucks yeah. yeah yeah so when i see like extra long trucks it's kind of like a sim the standard size nice. symbol yeah it's like yeah. a weird long semi truck and they're kind of like glitching on each other yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's what you see i, I don't well, know yeah. how to describe it it just is all glitched out like this I mean, super it's a, long it's trailer a, with trucks jumping exactly. around i think it's kind of like programmed to have a trailer as a semi truck because i mean really it'd be funny to see trailers going down the road by themselves without anything pulling them like, so a trailer equal to a semi. So if you have two trailers or one semi plus a single trailer, it's a, it's a semi. Doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, um, just, just going to add one small thing for, for yeah. uh, Australian listeners, listeners, viewers and listeners will, will listen to afterwards. Uh, here, uh, truck is a semi. Um, okay. The word truck means something else. Oh, man. That's such yeah. a funny conversation. Like, growing it up, is, yeah. I would, yeah. I, you we know, have like something the, huge, farm, they, the farm tractors, like, like, that's what I knew. And I knew a, a big semi truck as a truck and I knew a farm tractor as a tractor, agricultural stuff. Like when I came to North America uh, like 10 years ago, when somebody said tractor trailer, I was blown away. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? Like <laughs> agricultural equipment on the highway? Like show me this. Like, And then I had to really spend some time understanding the terminology because different parts of the world called it, call it different things. Um, and it, it gets rooted in your upbringing, right? Like they teach you the, the, the terms and you remember that. And so it took me a while to unlearn what I had learned and can recalibrate to North America. It was interesting though. Um, for us, for us, I've one question. A ute, a utility vehicle, U-T-E. So what you guys call a cyber truck, we want to have it, uh, the name changed here in Australia. We wanted to call it a Cybrute, a Cyber Ute. Cybrute. Cyber Ute. We don't want to call it truck. We don't know what truck is. A truck is something else for us. A truck is a semi. Brandon, I have a question for you. So sure. have you observed this? So I'll give you my experience, and then I'll ask you what you observed. So my experience is, while why not autopilot, whether navigate or standard uh, autopilot in the lane, when there's a car, so when there's a car in front of you on the adjacent lane and they're trying to merge in, what I've observed is what everybody would see is that the car will detect the, the entire vehicle, correct? And it'll, it'll show how the vehicle is moving into your lane and moving out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Have you seen it actually detecting the vehicle's signal status? Mm. Not on the screen, but I do know that um, my car's been reacting to some signaling. Um, mm. So, like, I can't remember. It was maybe earlier in the year. It has nothing to do with FSD. But, you know, earlier in the year, I started noticing the car reacting to turn signals that were on in front of me, like an impending turn. And my car See would that. start to kind of like do a quick little break. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, something's going to happen. A preemptive um, breaking uh, event. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, think, I think that code is there. So that's pretty cool because that yeah. would be a real, real lifesaver. I mean, not lifesaver. I'm saying. No, it is a lifesaver as well. And I have it would it enhance the system. Definitely, because you you know, like otherwise, you're waiting for the car to actually move in, move out of its lane into your mm -hmm. lane before you make a decision. If you saw the signaling, you could start preemptively braking, like you were saying, and that would yeah. give you the extra second or two to react. Yeah, uh, I've definitely seen that behavior here, and that's not FSD oh, yeah. beta. That's just in standard code for us. I I think that. I think maybe they test more functionality in the United States than they do other parts of the world first. I think, yeah. and I think um, it's more so California, like, like yeah. right there, like in the environment that the vehicles are are manufactured mm -hmm. in. Like, I think they test a lot more there before they slowly roll it out. Like you can see, even with the FSD beta, the, 
they're starting in California, then slowly rolling it out to different parts of the US, right? Like, um, I guess, uh, yeah, that's the approach that I think Tesla always takes. Just it from is, it is a lifesaver. Yeah. It is a lifesaver. A lot of people have asked me, like, how do you get FSD beta? I have no clue. I think it has something <laughs> to do with the type of car that I have, honestly. Yeah. I think it's the, the build of my car specifically, because mm. I talked to Chris at Dirty Tesla, and our VIN numbers are very similar, our production dates mm. are very similar. So mm. I think we have something that's unique to our cars because our our cars are driving similarly, uh, mm. other rather than some Model S's and Model X's I've seen. Uh, but our cars are definitely driving similarly where you see kind of a, some weird swerving behavior and that kind of thing. Mm. So I think it's, it's build related and location related. Um, maybe it's no, something about our driving styles too. I don't know. I'm just going to backtrack one question, right? The, the one with the, uh, uh, with the reaction to... Uh, uh, signals, it is actually a lifesaver. Uh, why I say that is, if there is an EMS vehicle in front, like an emergency medical services vehicle in front, attending to a car which has gone off to the shoulder with some medical emergency, and they turn on the EMS light, which is a very specific kind of light here, when they turn it on, if the car uh, ahead of time recognizes it and then turns on its own signal to signal to people behind you, so in, in our case, we turn on both the, both the parking lights. Uh, if it turns it on saying that there is the a, four ways, yeah, yeah, there is there is a danger ahead or somebody is having a medical emergency and this so slow down. Actually, you brought up a good down. point. Like that's a very important thing. Have you uh, that's that a similar application of that particular uh, instance? Have you noticed that you've been on the highway, you've come you've come to a place where the traffic is jammed. You you're traveling at high speed. You're driving doing 80, 80 miles an hour or seventy miles an hour, whatever the highway speed limit is, and you have to come to a sudden braking event. Does the car mm. turn its four ways on to warn people behind? Because I would do that as a human. I would just yes. put my four ways on, indicating that hey, I'm uh, something's up. I'm coming to a quick stop, like mm. on the highway, where you expect me to be doing seventy miles an hour. I I think that there is some programming built in there, but I. I have not let my car get to that point. Usually I'm okay. I'm pretty aware of that. So I'm usually braking well before mm. that's happening. So I've mm. never tested a specific emergency event, but I do know reading the release notes a while ago that they added flashing brake light behavior. Uh, that was for Europe only. Basically outside for of the Europe, United States. I don't we think we have too. it in the yeah. United States. I want that. I actually had that on yeah. all my BMWs. I've, I enabled that in the coating. I'm kind oh, of a wow. geek. So I would plug my car in and <laughs> I'd code it. So mm, I had nice. that functionality enabled on all my BMWs that I've owned. Um, okay. I really wish that we could have that here in the United States. Maybe it's some kind of law that doesn't allow us to, but I want it. Yeah, yeah. Now, I do I know the hazards have come on for autopilot glitches. So even in some of the videos I had where it was saying take over immediately, just randomly, my turns, mm. my hazards would start flashing. Um, mm. That wasn't me. That was the car doing that. So, oh, yeah, I don't know. I think that was one of those times where it's like thinking I'm not, Inter, you know, holding it, I, I don't know. It just I, randomly I, I would come a, up. I have a corollary to that. I mean, I have a corollary to that. If, if for instance, you're, you're, you're we, I've, be, I've always been wanting this one feature in our cars. So if we are in an event where it says, it wants saying that take over, or no, it says that, uh, what is it called? Um, shake the wheel or, or just tug on uh, the yeah, wheel? Yeah, the, yeah. the autopilot. You know, apply tour, uh, but if you get yes, to the point yes. where you take over immediately where it's red flashing, yeah. No, 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 yes, before that, before that. So it's still on FSD, oh, sorry, still on autopilot. Yeah. And if you do not intervene, for some reason you had a medical event, I want a system where it will go onto the shoulder, park the car, and call Tesla. 
I want that. I want that functionality. If it'll be just so amazing think- because it's a great for for medical events. Like if I, I would love to buy this for for an elderly individual in my my house. Uh, who who drives the car? But I'm always worried that they may have a, have a medical event. Doesn't autopilot do this? It, yeah, it does autopilot. Stop. I don't it think stops. it pulls it just off stops. the road. It doesn't. Yet. It doesn't. It doesn't pull off the road. It just stops. It doesn't pull it off the road just, yet. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but it will. And I to call Tesla. Come to a stop and turn on the hazards. Yeah, I don't know if it calls anyone. I don't. Yeah, it should. It, 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 it will be near like, like, yeah, Watch uh, fall detection. Feature. Yeah, it'd be like similar. It'd be nice so, if somebody called in and found out that hey guys, are you okay? What happened? Yeah. Uh, Maybe that's okay? something they can add as like a subscription service, you know, because I do know that yeah. Tesla will call you when the airbags go off. Um, yeah. It'd be kind of similar to when you have like uh, OnStar, you know, OnStar yeah. with G- yeah, General GM, Motors, yeah. kind of yeah. like that. You know, you pay for an additional level of protection. Um, BMW has that with their uh, connector. I can't what if they, they it, use the drive. interior cabin camera and yeah. they sure. see you yeah. suddenly okay. slump? You suddenly yeah. slump sure. because they're watching yeah. you and you sure. slump over the wheel. And another thing is also, uh, we just had an accident happen in Canada here where a school bus had an accident. I think it was, uh, what was that? Mother Franker, was it um, Manitoba, Saskatchewan? Um, a, a bus hit. Um, that's Anyway, so the, um, so when you have a medical event, your foot can get can, can push the accelerator pedal. Yes. Mm-hmm. All the way to the floor. Yeah, so sure. there have to be safeguards built in, like take away the accelerator pedal. Yeah. When you slump over or detect that, you know, I think uh, there's a lot of other companies out there, like uh, some of the, the startups in the Bay Area, they do a lot of um, human parameter monitoring, I think health monitoring as mm. part of the experience where they're monitoring your blood pressure, they're monitoring your, your pulse, mm. they're monitoring all that, right? Just to be, to, to, to have you, um, what do I say? To account for this, to account <laughs> for stuff like this. Tesla. Tesla oh bracelets. Yeah, they have already. They have like Yeah, yeah. No, but you know, I really just the wish they had the obstacle. De- you know, the obstacle detection toggle that we have. Yeah, that, obstacle um, aware. Yeah. Yeah, obstacle aware acceleration, acceleration. I think is what it's called. Yeah. I I don't like that, and I think it's misleading because you can still put your foot all the way down, and it'll yeah, still and drive and into something. Yes. You know, if yeah. you if you look at Subaru oh. with their eyesight system. That car will not move, even if you put your foot down to the floor and there's a car in front of you, your car will not move. And I've seen so many Tesla videos where cars are like plowing through business storefronts because people, these cars are significantly fast, like faster than most other cars on the road. And if you're not experienced and you keep it in sport mode and you put your foot on the wrong pedal, it'll go flying, you know, and they really need to, that obstacle where toggle needs to just cut the throttle completely in my opinion maybe have like a a low and a complete throttle cut i i mean something like that i feel so much safer i, I think we that's probably those, why i leave it in uh, chill mode all the time we had one of those cases here in toronto actually uh the owner got a brand new s took it home took it out of chill mode had no idea what they're doing and uh he went to a store kind of messed up on reverse or drive and through the store yeah, he went it's easy it's easy yeah. to do and you know and he, now because they keep changing the ui too they keep changing where to look yep you know and so he like, ended up uh he, he he complained he said it was tesla's fault it's not his fault he didn't get proper training blah 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 but ultimately i felt bad not for him but for the store like he was fine uh health wise i feel bad for the store that has to shut down now for mm-hmm. months on end with no business while their business gets restored right um, I want to add one more yeah. to that. I have I have a very very tight garage, 
and I have only 10 centimeters be, be from my wall uh, and and the 10 centimeters, that's all. Yeah. So you as well? Yeah. So, yeah. so I draw through my wall. <laughs> what? <laughs> Three weeks ago. Yeah. <laughs> okay, weeks people, ago. this is why you buy full self-drive package yes. with Smart Summon. <laughs> yes. I use it all the time. No, I, I, asked, I asked this question of Elon and he replied to me as well. He said, oh, we can't go that that close. He can't, we can't go 10 centimeters is what wow. he replied. Is one of, it was one of his replies to me. And uh, I, I'm like, I want the 10 centimeters gap because I just can't park my car. Otherwise, they, I can't close my, my garage door without the 10 oh. centimeters gap. Uh, so I drove through. Mine works great. I, that was one of my favorite features of this car was because my garage is so narrow. Yeah. Uh, I get out of my car and now the fact that you can hit the park button a few times and it'll engage it. I don't have to open my phone anymore, which is great. Yeah. You know, so I like it even more now. I use it all the time. That's what that's right. Summon is summon. my what I think summon and auto lane changes are my absolute favorite features of enhanced autopilot uh full self-drive package. I bring uh, those the are my out. favorite features. You mean I, don't I summon, the car right? every single day with someone because I can't I can't get inside my car with, with <laughs> inside the garage. I bring the car out every single day with someone so that yeah. it's, it's it's a ritual in my my street. Everybody comes and watches me. me take the car. Yeah, I, I'm like I'm not showing off, guys. I can't I can't get inside even at my yeah. even my even my it, workplace. It's, yeah, it's don't summon, place. right? That's what you guys are referring to. Yeah, so, like, uh, regular yeah. summon. Yeah. Regular summon, um, just regular and summon. I no, like auto lane changes. That's those are my two favorite features. No, I'm sorry, I use them all the time. My friends and I we call it dumb summon instead of regular <laughs> summon, summon because summon. smart summon smart travels around the parking lot. Dumb summon goes forward and backwards. Yeah, That's, I don't know. Uh, I would kind of I would kind of disagree because smart summon it goes all over the parking lots. You know, like it just uh, if there was like clearly marked lines, it would drive fine. But otherwise, it kind of like does some weird stuff. I summon works great for me like pulling in and out of parking spots when you're close to I'll, objects it's awesome i'll share a video i'll probably on my channel next week of smart summon and uh when it works and it works well it's pretty amazing mm -hmm. uh when it's working badly that's when it look kind of stupid when you're yeah. using it right uh but yeah. i'll i'll have a video next week on my channel of like showcasing hopefully next week showcasing uh when it's working well and the amount of crowds of people that are absolutely blown away by it working. I had that happen when I, when someone came out originally, I was in the parking lot of a home Depot myself. And um, I had this couple pull up in this truck that was on, that was modified and raised and mm -hmm. stuff. And I, I thought they were going to give me a mouthful for using someone, but they were like, uh, dude, is that a Tesla? That is the coolest thing we've seen, man. Awesome. Like <laughs> they gave me a thumbs up and like, um, yeah. Oh man, that was just, it's, I mean, it's, it's such it's a nice gimmick to have to see life. people's faces like to see a car mm -hmm. driving itself without anybody in it um mm -hmm. but anyway to drive tesla canada's question thank you for that how narrow mine is narrow to have to fold the mirrors and it stops less than a mm. foot before entering the garage is that yeah so for me when the mirrors are folded i have maybe one to two inches on east, either side of the car yeah, where yeah. the mirrors are works yeah. fine for me sometimes what would happen is it would get to that point and stop and then i just would tap the forward button again in my app and it would just continue so that's how i get around that specific nice. issue yeah so I've my, tried a my, my, mirrors, my mirrors have to close as well because i can't i can't drive into my garage oh yeah there's open. no way my mirrors have no to way. be folded they, they would be knocked off the car yeah. Speaking that's of holding why, mirrors, that's why I'm so happy that that's why I'm so happy that the, the side repeaters are now on the screen. I'm so happy for that. I, I can see the side repeater cameras, so I can I don't have the, I don't need the mirrors at all. I can I can reverse into my yeah. Camera. I can't wait for the side repeaters to be the default turn yeah, indicator cameras that more, show up. 
Yeah, and I want um, them to be high definition as well. I want it to be better resolution than what it's right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. I, I think we do have a limitation of hardware. Um, I mm. mentioned it in one of my videos. I, I think there is a, a, a gap of visibility because when I was getting on some of the highways here, the carpool lights, the, the traffic signals to get onto the freeway, they're just not, you can't see them with the vision. And even as a human, you're kind of like sticking your head out to look at these lights because the positions are in such weird positions. So, yeah. you know, I think we, we will have some limitations there. Even there was a, a train crossing, train signal crossing, the cameras didn't see it because it was so high up. Mm. So mm. car stopped so far back because it can't see. So oh, wow. maybe we we may have to have a slight hardware change. I don't know. Yeah. But, but that's just my, my speculation. So okay. I don't know. So what we have, we have the Audi e-tron e here in Australia and, and they do not have uh, side mirrors at all. They have cameras. But but the lag in the cameras is, is terrible. I mean, I was supposed to get the car, but I haven't got it yet for, for test driving, of course. One of my other mates, a YouTuber, he's he had it uh, and he, he test drove it and he, he saw the lag was was palpable. Uh, mm -hmm. lag uh, in the in, that's not that's good our cameras are far better but lower resolution those cameras were just spot on they were really good yeah i mean i guess there's only a it, it comes down to tesla's trying to pack as much hardware and i think as far out into the future as they can mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. 2017 model threes for example okay that's when they started making them right like you, you have to think about your hardware chip like they've now since developed their own full self-driving computer since then you know they're they obviously have a roadmap and they mm -hmm. have to basically look at the average number of years of ownership of, of a vehicle and say look i mean if we plan out eight years or ten years like think of um people who are financing their vehicles maximum eight year period right if we were to pack in as much hardware that would last a vehicle for eight years likelihood is the person is going to come back either swap them out or um, would be fine to pay for an upgrade or to get a new, the latest and greatest vehicle at that point. So mm -hmm. I think that's what they're trying to do. Because if we look at it, you're right. I mean, every one point that was mentioned here is correct. Like in 2024, the cameras we got in our vehicles in your case, 2018, and in my case, 2020, probably mm -hmm. not going to be good enough. Mm -hmm. What do we do then? Um, yeah, I did remember reading, you know, uh, back when I had the change from hardware 2.5 to hardware 3, I think it was last Maybe it was this May. I think it was May of this year. I had that that retrofit done. The camera quality was significantly improved. So I yeah. think the cameras themselves are higher quality than what they're actually uh, throwing into the system. Okay. So yeah, yeah. who knows? Maybe maybe and they're and a lot better than we think they are. Maybe they just have yeah. it dialed down. And you can change the cameras. We've seen uh, videos where is it uh, I want Tesla or somebody? Um, can't remember who it was. Um, they changed. Oh, the I think it was Derek. Derek. Derek, yes, that's right. Derek yeah, from uh, from yes, correct. That's true. He changed his model S's cameras, isn't it? The side repeater cameras to the new version. And Tesla themselves had, had recommend, yeah, recommended that one. So it is possible. So I'm hoping that we so I'm so two of my vehicles are on hardware 2.5, and we don't have a three rollout uh, rollout yet. Although I have FSD on both the vehicles, uh, the model three has the hardware hardware 3.0, uh, but I don't drive that very often. So I'm I'm down, downgrading next month, next week actually. To a model three now to the 2021 model three from a model x that's not a downgrade <laughs> it's not a downgrade okay it's Thanks, an awesome Nate. car thank you very much for saying that because well, it depends on, on what specific aspect awesome. you think you're yeah. downgrading right like if you talk I don't about think i'm not if you I'm talk about space yeah. sure volume of cubic feet in your car yes you are downgrading 
But if you talk about technology, you're doing a yeah. massive upgrade. So it depends on your exact yeah. need. So, yeah. and uh, there's always been this debate, generally yeah. speaking, right? Like, what's better, yeah. a 2017 Model S or a yeah. 2018 Model 3? One's yeah. both cost the same, or yeah. one's cheaper than the other by X percent. I mean, mm. firstly, it's is Sounds affordability. Like Sorry? Yeah. First world problem. Of First course, problem. of course, of course. That's I mean, what it was for me. When I came to buy my Model 3, you know, I the, I had my budget was set so I could get a Model S or a Model 3. And mm -hmm. when it came down to it, I'm an IT guy. So the Model mm -hmm. 3, hands down, was the car I wanted. When I got saw the Model S and that that screen and you could see kind of like the yellow haze around it, I'm like, yeah. what the? You know, yeah. like, I was going to say a bad word, but like, what is that? I yeah. mean, like, what year are we? You know, and then I get in the Model 3 and it's like an iPad screen. I'm like, okay, this is the car I want. You yeah. know, and it's so simple and Thank the technology was so much that. better. There I've are told, lots I've of people. people I've told all my friends, I have, you know, I also told all my friends, mate, I, I don't think it's a downgrade at all. I think it's an upgrade because I'm going, I'm going mm -hmm. from another, you know, I, so I've already driven one, one drivetrain. Now I'm going to go to the next drivetrain, which is different. So I'm looking forward to it. So. No, it's, you know, it's still a Tesla. That's all that matters. Yeah. It's still a Tesla. Yeah, exactly. It's a, and now you have it's, it's not a first world problem, it's a Tesla choice problem. And heated steering wheel. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So it's basically Model S. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's uh it's it's very interesting. So let's let's um, I think uh we're hitting the two hour mark pretty soon. So mm -hmm. from a um so this is the first time Tesla's basically uh allowed the public to see how beta testers work, right? So mm. I think the it's important to give everybody the message that look, this software is in beta. And I think more and more recent videos from everybody have started reiterating that point that look, mm. this is a software in test. This is not mm. something the public will get. This is something that the that software works itself up to before the public gets it. So pub, the public never sees any of this. Tesla's Absolutely. being graciously Absolutely. enough. Tesla's being mm. gracious enough to allow the public visibility into how their testing process works. Maybe as a double-edged sword to actually tell the public, look, this is the amount of stringent testing we do before we even get it to your cars. Because otherwise, people have all sorts of questions. Hey, wasn't this ever tested? Like when it does a little, you yeah. know? Like I think this was very strategic on Elon Musk's part in particular. Yeah. I think this was actually directed by him because it was the day of the shareholder meeting because yeah, we were actually true. out in the garage working. I remember yeah. talking, I'm like, oh, it's a shareholder meeting. And I'm like, what the heck is this email saying we can share on social media? I've never seen that before i'm like this has got to be spam and then all of yeah. a sudden like i opened twitter and i saw like i think tesla owner silicon valley he posted something i'm like yeah. oh guess it's real so yeah. you know that moment is when i posted my little snip and it kind of went viral that night I, um so i also think it's yeah. uh, i also think it's uh, it's to provide visibility to other automakers who've who've who don't know where tesla's at in the process right there's a lot of this talk is definitely, about LiDAR. It's, it's covering the doubters that were out there saying, oh, no, Tesla's not going to do it. I've mm. always been a firm believer because I've, I've seen their process and how quickly they work. Um, I'm a total believer in it. Um, it's just people aren't, they've never seen the side of testing where it's rough. You know, they, they don't see this. They they just see it working now on the road with all these cars, but they don't see the part of the testing that is, it's pretty rough and can be scary at times too. So. You know, yeah. we're just, we're now showing that. And I think it was multiple reasons. I think to Elon Musk wants the public to see this, but I think because the fact that we're giving such level detail feedback to the autopilot mm -hmm. team in particular, they could have never been able to get that before. It was only the, the raw autopilot feed from the camera. 
they don't know our actual reaction to what's happening. Like, why is the car doing this? They don't know that. We're basically, we'd have to type up email messages of timestamps and that's not always the best approach. So I think having the full video feeds explaining why we think the car is doing this wrong or not, um, mm. they can at least see the entire thing. And I think that that render map that we see is not for us. It's actually for them. Okay, so, right, yeah. you know, Tesla engineers oh, all like, have our videos. So I have mixed that's what opinions. this is for. I have mixed opinions on that render map. I, I personally would have it turned off all the way. I mean, it's cool and all, but um, it's just, it's, it's too many dots, lines, colors, and circles, and, and I, things. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I don't <laughs> think that that's for us at all. That that's, is for yeah. Tesla engineers um, to see that, because yeah. when I look down in it, I can actually see the different dots and the symbols. I kind of know what's happening. They they did explain the colors to me. Yeah. Um, so I I know what it's trying to, to, to represent, but right. I think it was more for the engineers. And the fact that it's expanded now, I think mm. it's just making it easier for them to see that, not for yeah. us. Yeah, yeah. I, I, want, I have a question. So. It, are these voxels that they draw that they draw around objects, both stationary and moving, are they absolutely matched to what the car is seeing? Yeah, so um, it's kind of like it's kind of like in the standard autopilot mode when you have a car render kind of funny. You know how the car will kind of yes. jump or twitch. Yeah, um, that's kind of what you're seeing on the screen. So maybe instead of the car twitching, you'll see like two or three boxes, mm. like those rectangles being drawn I, on the screen yeah, I, have, I have a very close uh question i mean closely followed follow uh, like a follow-up question what is the tolerance limit for these cars what is the distance like let's say two cars traveling in traveling in parallel uh what is the tolerance limit for the cars on either side so i'm let's say three three lane three lane road i'm the middle lane and two cars on either side what is the tolerance limit because now it, it'll be bang in the center whereas if i'm driving as a human i'd probably take slightly favor to the to the to the left to the right here and probably you guys in favor to the left in the us um slightly ever so slightly as a human but now what is the tolerance limit if there are two cars on either side of like lane centering um the the lane centering literally is dead center between whatever it is the lines or now cars or objects so i i don't think and that's kind of why i keep bringing it up about like some kind of sticky lanes or justifying the car because it's just not doing it at all and once they add that logic in there, it's going to make our experiences a lot more natural. Nice. Yeah. I've noticed yeah, that my car, especially car turns like it needs to like stick in a virtual tunnel on a turn because it'll it'll the FSD code allows it to go outside of the, the lane, and mm. when it can't see those clear like turn lanes on a intersection, the car will like it'll swerve pretty rapidly. So oh, um, it really mm. needs to it, there needs to be some adjustments. Some yeah, some boundaries. So yeah. just. Uh, so based on all our discussions, what do you think, um, um, looking at your perspective, Canadian, let's talk a little bit about ice and snow and cold and all those good things that we're going to see for the next six months here up north. Um, what, what, I mean, how do I frame the question? What amount of effort do you think, when do you think that Canada should actually get FSD beta based on your learnings? So I, know, I, uh, yeah. so I can't speak on uh, any other countries because I don't know if there's laws that are preventing it. I don't know. I do okay. know if there were some, some of, laws let's, let's take a different state areas in the, US. in the United States. Let's take a state in the U.S. that has enough snow. Like, let's take uh, Denver or, I mean, Colorado or let's take Minnesota or something. Like, it has enough. It has snow and ice and roads that get icy and, yeah. and cold. Um, that kind of, like, you mentioned something at the beginning of the thing where if it doesn't see lines, what does it do? 
you know, that like kind of scenario. Desert. We were testing that in desert and it was it wasn't even showing. Yeah, anything. it wouldn't even enable uh, because there was no any line. Uh, so it was just desert. So. Yeah, it needs okay. it, it needs a reference point. So even if there's if it can detect lane road edges at some point, yeah. it'll give a, at least a reference point and then go from there. But when we were we were trying yeah, enabling yeah. it in yeah. desert, like just literally in the middle of nowhere, and it wouldn't work. <laughs> right. Um, until we got to a road where you could see road see. edges of the dirt, then it allowed yeah, us to enable. But then it was like hunting all over. So yeah, I think the closest going to be similar. The closest experience I think I saw was, I think it was Dirty Tesla, him doing the gravel roads. I think just where there's no lanes specifically marked, right? Just the road tapers off on the edge because there's only gravel everywhere. Yeah. I'm like, think of it as a sheet of ice. For, mm. Yeah, yeah. And it, it does For work. If, here, there's, if gonna... there's something visually to see, like a road edge or maybe the gravel switches to grass, that'll mm. detect as a road edge and it'll engage. Um, so like for us in the desert, there was nothing to, to do visual, yeah. nothing. It was just sand. I mean, my car was, we were in like a foot of sand at one point. It was kind of wild. Right. But. <laughs> See, for us, our biggest problem here will be snow covering the ground. Yeah. Um, so it I probably just won't even work. It I have a solution. Flamethrower, front of the car, <laughs> blowing as you're driving, right? Yeah. Yeah. Maybe the brakes can heat up or something. Maybe There's they can no like eat. safety problems with that. <laughs> yeah. It's or, not fun. <laughs> yeah, it would be it would be interesting. Um so that's I mean, that's why our plea to Elon Musk. I mean, get it here so that I mean so Transport Canada usually, I mean, if you see that I mean they they wait, they do their own due diligence, and I guess I mean I'm just talking purely from the smart summon feature release here in Canada, right? It took us, I think it was a month. Franklin, like uh, after it was released in the US or more. So smart summon was four weeks, navigation on autopilot weeks. was three weeks. Yeah. So it closely uh, followed. I mean, but I do it, yeah, but my question I actually tweeted to they, Elon Musk. I'm like, what's the approach that it the took longer here in the United States, just just so you know, it took a yeah. lot longer here. It, by yeah. the Honestly, they it yeah, they they like to uh use people like yourself, Brandon, who mm -hmm. say, Hey, you're giving all this data and then they kind of bring it out to you. Transport Canada, and then they say, "Hey, uh, look how much Brandon has been driving. He's doing a great job. Allow your citizens to use it." So no, because you guys are in a lot. Uh, you guys are in a lot more um, challenging conditions that we are. I mean, I'm in a standard. I'm in Sacramento. It's to me, it's a standard city. You know, everyone is in their standard cities, but we don't have weather conditions like you have, or severe temperature changes like we have, like you guys have. Yeah. So I think they're just trying to perfect everything here, and then they're gonna they're gonna slowly phase it out, but. Um, I think by the end of the year, we'll probably have at least full self-driving out city street for at least the United States. Um, I you know that like you'll have it everyone in the U S yeah, I think so. Maybe that's what Elon Musk is, is referring to because in past testing phases, it's always been about three months. So mm -hmm. between the, the point where people start testing, like think of smart summon, it was called enhanced summon when it first, you know, started rolling. You started seeing some videos that were then pulled from, from Tesla, but it took about three to four months before it actually was out. Mm. So, so I'm thinking the same thing for this. I mean, pending, how long have you, you know, had, long. how long have you had it in terms in comparison to when you're allowed to pu publish and post? Mm. <clears throat> I'm trying to think. I think it was the same exact week that the beta rolled out for everyone is when they sent us the email. I mean, it, I think the beta rolled out it was that same, like maybe even the same day, a few days or something. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Gotcha. Because we were just wondering if it was a two-step so procedure had it for, or something. Like, yeah, you you guys have had it for roughly thirty-six days. Not that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we have had Franklin tweeting every day. I mean, that's that's the campaign manager for Canada. Every anyway. hour, more like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess Australia and right-hand drive countries are a, are a different challenge because I guess yeah. just perception rule set changes, right? I mean, yeah. I don't know if it's just as simple as every right is a left and every left is a right in terms of turns and stuff. No, no, like no. especially when you come with the Melbourne hook turn kind of scenario, like, yeah. um, I guess that's why it would take some time to roll I'm out. Just, and just knowing how my perform the the cars, but my experience and the performance has been for me, I mm-hmm. I do see it taking a little bit longer because until I see the fact that the car is staying in the lane correctly, not weaving around cars and picking up on some some more of those traffic laws. I don't mm-hmm. see it rolling out in other countries that That's are true. too far away from the United States yet. You know, maybe similar rules. So, I mean, if Elon Musk says it's coming to Canada, it's going to come to Canada soon. So and Norway you know. apparently, right? And Norway, yeah. And Norway. If he says that, it's going to yeah. come. So yeah, you know, I'm on, gonna, I'm remember, remember my VIN, eh? When they call, when they contact <laughs> you or whatever. <laughs> Yeah, so I must say among the right-hand drive countries, uh, Australia is a little bit more tolerant. The, one, one of the reasons being we have really wide roads. I mean, reasonably wide roads, even inside inside uh, estates, even inside uh, uh, residential areas, we have reasonably wide roads. So, uh, we among the right-hand drive countries. So, for instance, uh, in the UK, the roads are quite narrow. We have we have at least a, a, a time and a half times more space in our roads than than in the UK. So. We are a little bit more progressive and tolerant in that regard. So that because we have we have we have more auto, autopilot features here uh, that Canada has. We had it uh, actually. In fact, we had it before Canada. Our our autopilot features were a week before Canada, uh, but we are a we are a month away from what the U.S. has. So we don't have the features that the U.S. has right now. But we are we are a month. We will will lag behind by by a month. So I think they. I, I've had a conversation with a, a Tesla employee. I can't name him obviously. Um, in 2019, 2018, he said they did a, a cross-country. Oh, Siri, I don't know why it's activating. Anyway, so so they did a cross-country um, with uh, with FSD um, on its on its extreme alpha. I think it was it was a it was an early early alpha. Well, and he said he was one of the people who tested it, and he said it was terrible. But then, yeah, <laughs> but, it, but they have done it here. They have done it here in Australia across the country. I, I think what's going to also get interesting is um, in the different markets where Tesla is, but um, you know where the roads are derivative of uh, derivatives of um, other major countries. Like you look at the Middle East, like for example, Teslas are in Dubai. Okay, um, they. I always uh, felt that whenever I travel there, roads are slightly the lanes are slightly less are, are narrower themselves. The lanes yeah. themselves. I'm not talking yeah. about the actual space in which car lanes are, are placed side by side the, the lanes themselves seem to be more closer to the vehicle so your tolerances yeah, are, yeah, yeah, are, yeah, are know, much smaller mm-hmm. yeah, yeah so they're much lesser like here you actually have good tolerance on either side for you to center the layer the car but in the middle east you have to be like between the car itself they'll almost be like yeah, the, the side view mirror that's the gap between the car and the lane itself ending yeah, Switzerland's so, like that. Switzerland's like that yes. too. Like the lanes are a lot more narrow, but they have a lot smaller cars there. So actually, I can mm-hmm. compare, for example, from uh, from Russia and here. Here is mm-hmm. much narrow, like compared oh, yeah. to Russia. Oh, wow. Russia. 
So Russia has wider roads? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, it was, it wasn't obvious, but uh, then I, like, uh, usually I have blind spots here that I've never experienced actually in Russia when I turn left to right. So, oh, wow. But here I need to, I need to look every time. I need to look, for example, <laughs> shoulders anyway. Speaking of blind spots, I think we can wrap up with the last, unless anybody has any questions regarding FSD beta 5. Yeah, is there, has there any more chat questions? I, I kind of have the, the window minimized. I haven't been No, I, I don't think so. I've, I've kept up with from, all of them. Yeah, a lot yeah, of the questions from have been from. Yeah, yeah. Been I, think, uh, I think we've answered a lot of questions in this chat, I think. Um, I had one last one. Um, speaking of blind spots, I do notice that the, the mirrors on the Model Y are a different shape to the Model 3. And when I had my Model 3 last year that I traded in for the Model Y, um, I actually put those little pucks, those circular pucks at the, the bottom mm -hmm. right-hand side of my yeah. side view mirror, yeah, yeah. Uh, just to give me that extra blind spot visibility because I just, it never works for me without. And I've tried my best to use my Model Y now without the puck, um, but I'm thinking I'm gonna get it soon. It would be really nice if Tesla added some sort of, you know, I mean, the, the hardware approach is to basically show an LED on the, on the actual side view mirror itself that a lot of cars employ. Mm -hmm. um, uh, another one would be to have a double grade mirror, like to basically show you a blind spot plus show you your image at proximity. The third one would be to actually show every time you make an indicator, like uh, show your repeater, show your repeater at least. Um, you know, it's hard because like you, you kind of have to weigh where you want the driver to look because when you turn on the signal, we should be looking you know, we're not, we shouldn't be, we, yeah, we should be looking over our shoulder. We shouldn't be looking down at our center yes. screen. It's just kind of counterintuitive. Yeah, like, it is counterintuitive. So yeah. like for yeah. me personally, I've, I've had a lot of cars and uh, a lot of German cars specifically. And I would buy the European mirrors that have like the, the mirror section that was wider. Like you could yeah. see your blind spot. Yeah. I wish Tesla would offer that, or at least if there's a third party manufacturer watching us right now, like make a mm -hmm. mirror that has a blind spot, we'll swap our mirrors. That'd be awesome. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I would do it in a heartbeat. They right? make Just... a lot of, they'd make a lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm going to get a puck myself because I'm, I'm having trouble um, as I'm growing older. No, it's just, <laughs> the one thing though, that I found really amazing about the, uh, the whole system, I don't know if this is true or not true, but when you design a, a system that interfaces with humans, human computer interaction, I th so usually human input should override computer input, just psychologically thinking about it, right? Mm -hmm. You want the human to override, right? So this is something I experienced with my Model 3 last year. Um, this was early in the morning. I was tired. Um, I was going for a, for a test for some reason, and I had not slept the previous night. So I was just driving on the highway, and there was this, so, and I wanted to indicate left and change lanes. My car didn't let me. I'm like, is something wrong? It didn't let me. And I tried again. I tried again. I tried three, four times. It didn't let me. It pushed me back. Corrective steering applied. And I saw it and I saw a semi in my blind spot, which I did not see at all. I was too tired. My eyes were like not looking and it was just sunrise. So yeah. I couldn't even see it. I'm like, usually, usually in driver assist systems, my jerk of the steering wheel to shift my lanes would have overridden the system. Right. But the Tesla did not. Yeah. It applied corrective steering back. So I found that insane. Just, I don't know yeah. if I'm freaking out about the when, in a when that way. feature. Oh, I, I think I even it. made, I even talked about when they started releasing that feature, how my UI kept changing on my screen to, yeah, yeah, to yeah. show that. And I remember when it first started, I think it was during the Navigate and Autopilot 
rollout yeah, is when they started that functionality. Exactly. And when when I first experienced it, because it, it kind of it what has happened was a carpool lane, uh, HOV lane just appeared yep. to the left, just out of nowhere. So right. I went to go signal in and there was a car that had already started moving around me just as I signaled to kind of go. And I'm like, wait, what was that? And right. the car kind of like, you know, recentered. And yes, it was because yeah. it detected that car. I'm like, that is the coolest thing ever. Like, those oh, are the kind of things you that. want. Yeah. You know, it's always so impressive to me. But, you yeah. know, it's like you have that, but then you have the accelerator that's not overridden by an obstacle. Like, wh what is up with that? Like, you know, <laughs> you want the car to go through a building, but you don't want the car to to, to kind of turn into another car. Okay. Doesn't make any sense to me. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> like, apply the same level of safety like Mercedes does. Mercedes is very good with that. Yeah, um, yeah. Mercedes and Subaru, okay. they're actually, they're, they're very good with, with those kind of safety features. So Tesla just needs to add that kind of logic in there. Mm -hmm. I think the good part is, yeah, I think but it's, have uh, it be user configurable. Yeah. Yeah. Just like it is now. True. True. Um, I'm out of questions, boys. I think that's it. Unless, uh, Oh, this was awesome. This was awesome. Questions answered today. I've I've kept up with the chats. A lot of the questions were chat-based questions. Um, and uh, well, not my questions. A lot of the questions I asked were chat-based questions, right? So I've kind of kept up with it the whole time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, you did so much. You did an excellent job answering them all. So yeah, really good. Brandon, it was it was amazing. Oh, yeah. Costa, thank you for your input. It, Really, yeah. really adds yeah. a, a dimension. We're, we're to actually the going out to make our sanitizer. That's what we're doing. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Do you, I know you said you want to mention it. What is the, do you want to talk more about that real quick or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So that's actually how we started the business. So I was laid off due to COVID, you know, um, in April of this year. And um, we were brainstorming ideas because, you know, we're both, we're, you know, he's a brain surgeon and we're both really into health. And we couldn't find anything on the market that was really safe. It was all nasty, filled with chemicals. So we literally we, created our own. We couldn't even buy the toilet paper because uh, yeah, toilet oh, paper yeah. sold out. I mean, it was crazy. Yeah, yeah. And sanitizer was just disgusting. You know, like it smells horrible. And I'm very into health, and so is he. So we we created our own alcohol and our own. We put plants. You know, we we did our own label design and bottles. And you selling them already? Plants. Nice. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we've been selling since May, I think, is when we officially launched. Oh, we bring the Tesla lovers like this. Yeah, Tesla lovers like us and, you know, our viewers. And we're actually, we do a lot. We have our own laser engraving machines. We we designed our own custom machines. So um, I was at Electric Joy and I met with the owner. So Very here's cool. his bottle. Yeah, That's cool. Very, very cool. Yeah. Very cool. Yeah, I, I would buy it in a heartbeat, but unfortunately, anything which, with aerosol, we can't ship it here to Australia. Oh, I know so, because we yeah. have to ship all over the, the the United States, and that was one thing we can't ship is outside the country, yeah. not yet anyway for customs. Well, yeah, we a, use we use local coffee. Cure. We actually put real coffee. Uh, we get the oh. coffee from the coffee shop around the corner. Yeah. Oh, nice. like the tequila. We got to bootleg the tequila into Canada. No chemicals at all. I mean, unless you consider alcohol a chemical, which it is, yeah, but yeah. we actually create our own. It's just sugar and yeast. So. We make yeah, everything from scratch. That's really good because we had we had a batch of of sanitizers when the COVID situation started here. I mean, mercifully, I must say, Australia has been very good about COVID. We we don't have yeah. COVID right now, so we, fingers crossed. That's awesome. amazing. Everyone that is has it here. Yeah. Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone. So it's a whole different world. Twenty four hours away, time zone wise. It's a whole yes, different that's world. True. That's true. We have yeah, we I, have sporting events with with people in it. So yeah, yeah, I, it's crazy. In fact, I, I mean, saw, everyone I has it. Here. I yeah. had it. I lost my sense of smell. I couldn't. I couldn't smell anything that we were making. 
Oh, like wow. it was horrible. Yeah, even alcohol, it was it was difficult to smell anything. It was already burning. You yeah you yeah you could feel it. But so so I was just going to say I was going to say like when, a light when, switch. When COVID oh, wow. just started here, we, we when we were in the initial phase of COVID, they opened out uh, to every distiller in, in Australia saying that you guys can now make now can make sanitizers. And one that's batch how we're able to do it too. No, yeah. that's and one batch of sanitizers that we got smelt like vodka. Just like it. <laughs> and we were like, it is probably vodka. Yeah. I'm like, I, I, I even asked my, my, my boss, uh, boss, are you sure that you're not supposed to get high on this? Or what's the story here? <laughs> yeah, you don't drink it. But, but the bad stuff about vodka, so it doesn't kill bacteria and viruses. Yeah, so it's lower percentage. CDC yeah. and FDA, they recommend using 80% and more. But actually yeah. on the market, they usually offer it like 62, yeah. 65 yes. yeah, yeah, but it good. actually not doesn't good. work. Yeah. Like it's, yeah. uh, it's better to wash your hands than just using this sanitizer. Mm -hmm. I agree. I agree. Absolutely. Yeah. We want we want eighty percent medical grade alcohol, and then we only get sixty-two percent. Eighty percent, perfect, awesome, <laughs> wow, well done, well done. And, and we have an internal target that's actually higher. So internally, we it's eighty-five percent that's actually in every bottle, but we label as eighty. Right. Super sweet. But so we're perfectionists. Like I said earlier, we're, yeah. we're both very particular no, that's awesome. about what like, we do. Thank you for what you do. Like, uh, it's yeah. amazing. I mean, I guess thank you for stepping up, stepping up in this difficult time. You know, and yeah. uh, and. Um, Thank you for coming on the show. We really appreciate yeah, you both. Yeah, thanks for having us. It was awesome. No, it's amazing. I think we touched a lot of topics. Sorry. Mm -hmm. uh, I hope we we can post some new videos. Like maybe uh, in Taco area, the same day we can post it from California yeah. and uh, snow condition, maybe travel condition. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm actually, uh, you know, um, coding Mark that you guys yes, had. Yes, yes, uh, yes. So I, he's going to be coming out, and we're going to do a drive on Monday. Oh, wonderful. So, yeah, wonderful. we may do some kind of joint thing together too. Oh, wonderful! That's awesome. Oh, that's awesome. Really looking yeah. forward to that. I'm excited. Phenomenal. Awesome. Awesome. Great. Great. Um, and you know what? We're really excited. I mean, ultimately, we all want to just contribute to making the system better. And we, mm -hmm. we're all—I would call ourselves Tesla nerds. I mean, we just, we just, we yeah. just geeks. We want to do more than the average Joe does. Clearly, we, we are too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, and and really, I mean, we. I think it's. I think Tesla's chosen right to go above. I mean, to the people who go above and beyond. Just for them, the car is not just a just a box on four wheels. I mean, they're more. They're invested more in it. You know, it means more to them, and I think that's that's the kind of people you should have to test these kinds of things. And yeah. Um, and I think um, it's going to make the software fantastic. Now, thank you for what you do and how you do it. I think that's very You're important. Welcome. And thank You're you for welcome. being critical, critical of the good and the bad. And um, absolutely. And, you know, I'm not one of those people that just is focusing on negative stuff. As you know, like no, I don't just no. post a video to post negativity. I'm no. posting the entire experience, you know, start to finish. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If there's some stuff that's really bad, I'm not going to show that. You know, there, like I even mentioned, there's some there's some rough zones that I know. I'm just not going to record it because it's literally not worth showing because it's just so rough right now. Mm, um, yeah. You know, once I see the improvement happen, I'm going to record through those areas. So. Um, you know, I yeah, report and, and it and just, let them know. Yeah. And to summarize, you know what? It, 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 let's be honest. I mean, the question was apt that was asked, right? I mean, you want it really badly, but do you want it once you got it? You know, mm. it is. It is still a lot of rough edges. Let's let's not let's not kid anybody. It's 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 got a lot of learning to do. We're trying to train a neural network system, and the more data it gets, the better it'll get. And that's that's the basis behind this whole. It's not, I wouldn't and, call it an experiment. That's the basis behind the future. 
Is yeah, and keep in mind that his comment was the fact that he's initially starting testing now. Um, yeah. Same with Chris at Dirty Tesla. He's initially starting now. This is his second beta. Right. I've been testing since before we could even discuss right. this, really. So, <laughs> you know, I've been seeing it from start to finish, along with all the other testers that you've been seeing from the original videos. Yes. So in my uh, my view, it's improved dramatically, you know, mm -hmm. from my very first experience to now. And so people's comments about that, their experience now, is it is rough. I mean, you're not going to lie. Yeah. It's a rough experience. Mm -hmm. So, right. you know, but they're going to see it get better for them as well. So the more wide I mean, the release gets, the more software tweaking they do, it's just going to get better. Yeah, absolutely. Because that's I how this works. What, and I think what we should do is I think um, maybe next month after a couple of more updates have come out, maybe we should do a, another episode where we have uh, Chris, Curry Tesla, if you're watching, it'd be nice to have you on the show as well. Um, Brandon, Costa, awesome. you know, come back again after a few few more yeah. updates that have come out. He's and... my recording buddy, so he's here. We do all the Trump footage together. We let's, do all let's the have you guys together. Yeah. Another request as well. Once FST comes to more countries, or like if it comes once it comes to Australia and, and to Canada, we can do a four way. You know, Elon said it's coming, so it's going to get to Canada. You know, it's yeah. it's just. Yeah. It's probably not very far out, to be honest. I think it's yeah. going to be pretty quick. We can do a four-way shootout. We can we can choose a a route which is which is very similar in more regards than not for for each of the countries, and then we can do a four-way shootout or a three-way shootout to see mm. you know how how the, the the lag behind the software because I'm sure the Australia will lag behind Canada and definitely lag way behind behind USA. So if you choose a similar route with with say Five left turns, five right turns, uh, one yeah. one intersection, one a uh, couple of roundabouts, something like that, and that'll be nice to test. To see and I think it's also important to to ask the right failure modes questions yes. at this time. I think failure modes are more important than what it does well. I think mm. it's right. all it's. I think with beta testers, it's all about how can you break it right yeah. now, break it as much as you can. That's right. And you know, and so yeah. like roundabout testing, that's why I take it through so many of these weird roundabouts in town because, you know, it's not that I'm trying to like purposely, you know, show, oh, it's not working, but it needs to be fixed. And, you know, it was the very first night I tested, it actually went around the roundabouts. The very first video I did went around I the roundabout. Yeah, I saw now that it one. was yeah. barreling around like super fast, but it yeah. still went around it. Yeah. Then they did something and literally the last three or four betas, it just wouldn't, it was going straight through. And now this release, it's going around all of them again. So like you can see the path yeah. literally draw <laughs> on the screen right around. So. I was just so happy. I mean, you heard, like, I was clapping. Like, <laughs> you know, for me, it was yeah. a big deal. It was like, yeah. finally, you know, yeah, took a month, but it's going it around roundabout the end. <laughs> yeah, and I think, uh, I think, um, it's, uh, it's going to be very awesome when it gets, be, you know, when it gets deployed to the U.S. as a whole, and then to Canada and and to other countries. I think we I can... I think you're going to have beta before it's rolled out to the U.S. here, though. Oh so yeah, yeah. I, I mean, think you're right. going to have beta testing well yeah. before wide rollout here in the United States. Yeah, you know what they I, need for sure. They need a carousel mode for sure. They need what? Sorry, what was that? Car carousel mode. A carousel so, mode. Carousel uh, mode. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So if you're on a roundabout, you just enable carousel mode and just <laughs> it just keeps going around and around. Very nice. <laughs> You know, that reminds me, there was actually, a, um, there was a company, I think it might have been Bosch, they had a, a testing that they were doing that they had on a, a fleet of trucks, like a truck driver would be driving a semi truck, and you could go into like fleet mode or something like that, and all Bandoli. of the cars, Bandoli. yes, 
platooning platooning yeah. platooning, platooning. platooning. Yeah. platooning. platooning. Yeah, follow yeah, each yeah, other yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah and you could yeah. like follow that would be super cool maybe the the tesla semis driving down the freeways could platoon with teslas so then we could just like go down the road that that yeah. would be awesome that'd, that'd be pretty cool but i'm such a nerd so that'd be awesome yeah. <laughs> okay and i think with that gentlemen i think we should call it a wrap I yeah. Think, uh, yeah all right um anybody have any closing questions no everybody's good just, just, just loads and loads of thank you just just make sure you give my vin that's all <laughs> all right. yeah i don't right. have any end with tesla i'm sorry like he doesn't you know. even have my vin i'm just joking around guys <laughs> yeah <laughs> tesla right. called me i didn't call them so <laughs> call them yeah. back no <laughs> anyways awesome all right cool thank you so much everybody it's been a pleasure uh brandon um thank you so much for thanks for having this. me and, thanks for having um, both of us thank you so much guys costa brandon thank yeah. you nash thanks franklin yeah. All right, signing off. And here we go.